0: Good.
1: You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's bowl after bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer.
2: I feel stupid now. Um, Mr. Weed. He does seem a bit woozy,
1: doesn't he?
3: I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake.
2: We have blunts here. I've never done a blunt. I do one. Spark one up. We spark one up. In the bowl. Oh, man. What if I do a J? Let them smoke
1: weed. What a great goddamn time.
2: You were feeling that shit.
4: Oh
0: man. Missouri smash indeed. <laughs> How the hell are you, everybody? It's a fine Tuesday evening. Well, it sure as hell is here in FEMA Region 7. And I sure hope it is uh, wherever you happen to be right now as well. Uh, according to my calendar, it is June 13th, 2023. And you're listening to episode 251 of Bull After Bull, that one show where I'm Mr. Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City.
4: And I am here, too. Dame DeLorean. How about that? How about that?
0: How about that?
4: I'm feeling a bit Missouri smashed.
0: No doubt about (laughs) it, man. At least we got a bit more recovery time than the uh, schemers last night.
4: That's right. Oops, man. The triple threat.
0: Oh, man. He was just running around.
4: Yep. Yep. In the jumbles with Buds Saturday, yeah. then in the smoker with the hogs, and then behind the schemes. He's a guy that doesn't stop, you know? That's true.
0: Just plain doesn't.
4: You can't stop the moth.
0: No way. You
4: can't stop the moth, man.
0: Unstoppable mothable. Uh, Yeah. Good God, we had the most fantastic uh, weekend probably of my life.
4: It was a great one.
0: Definitely up there amongst the uh, tops. There's, like, a certain threshold you pass that's just legendary, right? And, like, every time a time happens that's above that threshold, it's just kind of tied at the top of the best shit that's ever happened to you, you know? And, uh, wow, my 33rd birthday weekend certainly uh, qualifies amongst that S-tier category. I don't even know where to begin, (laughs) to be honest with you. Oh, I've been thinking about this ever since uh, we got back. Like, what the fuck? Am I going to sit down and be able to say about this trip? Uh, first of all, that hasn't really been said. If you haven't yet heard, we released uh, yesterday the Bulls with Buds that we recorded out there last Saturday night on the 10th, which would have been the day after my birthday proper. But still in the, within the magical three-day window.
4: Absolutely. And that, of course, is episode 250.
0: 250, which yet again... Uh, the numbers just worked out. It's this crazy keeps, how that keeps, keeps happening. happening. I blame Mary-Kate Ultra. She's got some kind of magic to do with it.
4: She's a very magical lady.
0: Mm-hmm. And make heroism. Their forces combined. It's like the numbers come up. Because that was the last okay. time. 240 on 420 was with them.
4: Yep. Digits, baby.
0: And now 250 out there in uh, Uranus.
4: <laughs> Somewhere in Uranus. Oh, partying in Uranus.
0: Uranus, Missouri. Now... Some of you uh, true Missouri smashers may be pulling out a road atlas and scratching your head and looking at the index and trying your hardest to find where the hell is uh, Uranus on a map. And that would be tough because uh, it's my understanding at least that technically this is not a full legal town. Uh, It's more of a roadside attraction really.
4: Definitely. Or it's... a
0: con- con- conglomeration of, of uh, several of them, all in one little strip.
4: Yeah, and it's in some unincorporated
0: Right. Yes.
4: part of, uh, what, Pulaski County?
0: Yeah. So if you're out in unincorporated county, man, you can draw a square on the ground and say you're anywhere, which is beautiful. I love being outside of city limits. Um, but yeah, they've got a big fudge factory in Uranus. Because, of course. What else is it good for?
4: Turns out, lots of other stuff. Yeah, freaks. There's a jail in Uranus. A giant belt buckle. The
0: world's largest, according to the Guinness Book of World Records.
4: Oh, excuse me. You
0: may have heard of it.
4: Putt pirates. P-
0: putt pirates, yes. There was, like, so much in Uranus that we could go again and do all totally different things.
4: This is true. Yeah, like, there's a fort in Uranus.
0: Never saw the fort. Never did the... Uh, Putt, pirates, didn't get to the uh, sword swallower.
4: The Uranus pickers were not functioning when we were there. Yeah, we did I get And I would a, love to see them in action.
0: We did get a picture.
4: With their ruffled cock.
0: A pic of the of the Uranus pickers. But yeah, one of the most raggedy-ass cocks I've ever seen, actually. If I'm being honest about it.
4: Yeah, there's a gun shop in the fort in Uranus.
0: Oh yeah, I heard they got a range and stuff you can... Fire off rounds in Uranus.
4: Mm, Perfect. Yeah, we need to go back.
0: I warned everybody last night. The Uranus jokes will continue until morale uh, improves. So,
4: yeah, here we are. (laughs) Yes. Um, Uh, In other words, this is going to keep going. One thing that I meant to say on the Bulls with Buds, but apparently was just having too much fun Mm -hmm. and it slipped my mind. (laughs) Was thank you. To Circus Media, BooBerry, and Mary Kate Ultra for helping me untangle the curtain. Yes. Because the curtain that we go behind here at Bowl After Bowl, I brought it with us Mm -hmm. on the trip, and I rolled it up, (laughs) and it's a beaded curtain with plastic yin-yang beads, and rolling it up was a very bad idea. Yeah. So... Circus Media was one of the first people to arrive, besides ourselves. He was the first. That's right. And he laid that curtain down on the floor and started getting to work. He was like, I'm going to get this untangled. Yep. And with all of our powers combined, we did it before the podcast.
0: Crazy. Everybody was tag-teaming the curtain thing. Yeah.
4: In fact, the Bulls with Buds may have been slightly delayed waiting for us to finish untangle that curtain. A little standard untangling.
0: standard uh, curtain delay. These things happen.
4: Yes. And of course, we went far beyond the curtain Right, this weekend, yeah. So. Nobody
0: said anything about the curtain. Well, we were already on the other side of the curtain, so, you know. Yeah. We would have had to go back in front of it to get behind it again. That was the situation at hand. Oh, man. It was so good to see everybody and um, just hang out. And just do normal people things, too. Like, part of it. When we arrived the first day, uh, there was about, well, there was eight of us, um, by the, I don't know, mid to late afternoon, there was eight of us. So it was Mary Kate Ultra and Make Heroism, you and I, Circus Media, of course, arrived early, and, uh, Blueberry and, or I mean, uh, Lavish and Mouncy and Tunta. Yes. And that was the eight. And we were kind of like, well, do we have dinner plans? And I was just going to kind of wing it at a grocery store. So we all piled in the Subaru, which seats? Eight. It was just cool to be able to drive like eight people around, you know?
4: Yeah, you really enjoyed that. Um, I know you've always wanted to do that.
0: Just like the bus driver. <laughs> the bus driver type guy. Um, we went over to Rolla, which is like a half hour away almost. But that was where like closest, I, what I would call legit grocery store like non-Walmart grocery store was. And so we went in there, and we went in the liquor store, because that was were- the first price trapper I've ever been in that didn't have a liquor section. I don't know if it's just county laws there, you have to sell liquor by yourself or something. I would guess it's something like that, but I don't know. Um, but between the grocery store and the liquor store... I managed to lose the key to the fucking place we were staying at, the Airbnb. <laughs>
4: yeah, and you had made a point to lock it up before we left, too. I so. know.
0: Why I did that, I'm not sure in, in hindsight. I could have just left it unlocked. Yeah. But we still would have had the same problem <laughs> to deal with. <laughs> Eventually. Of not having the key, but we would have had some more time, yeah. Um, and that's when pretty much the rest of the crowd arrived. Uh, most of the rest of the gang had showed up. So Net-Ned and boo and Pfeiffer.
4: It's all right.
0: And they all arrived kind of during this. Uh,
4: Where's the key?
0: Head up my ass moment. So I'm like frantically looking for the key, picking up and setting down groceries, greeting people as they just get there, looking for the key again, piling my, all my bullshit in my pockets onto the
4: driver's seat so I could sift through it. Where is this goddamn key? Sift through and potentially lose more things. Likely
0: in Rola, like a half hour away. Yeah. And I was like, I'll be damned if I'm going to go back out there. Again, that's another hour just driving, let alone wandering around looking for this stupid key, which might not even be there. Who knows where it is? So anyway, just a call to the host. That's all it took. He's got a guy. Sent a guy over. Guy gave me a spare. I gave the spare to Lorien.
4: Yeah, and then it was safe.
0: Then it was fine. Nothing happened to it. Imagine that. Should have done that the very first place with the original one. That's a little note to sell for the future Airbnbs.
4: I blame myself.
0: You're the key mistress.
4: Yeah. And I know this. And I should have just seen the key and been like, all right, give it to me, please. Right. Put it on my key ring. <laughs> ah.
0: Well, you know. You always have great ideas after the fact, you know? Yeah. At least I do. Oh. I have man. great ideas
4: all the time, so I don't know what to do. <laughs> <coughs> Like picking out that Airbnb.
0: That was a solid one. It In w- fact, you pointed that out to me as one of the very first places. And I kind of looked around for a very long time, pointing out other places, and none of them were as great, even close.
4: Yeah, I know. So,
0: obviously, we went with the, with the right one, just the one you said in the first place, which was perfect. I had, like, three bedrooms with uh, queen beds, I think, upstairs, or maybe fulls. I'm not sure. I'm not, like, a bed expert.
4: You're not a bed expert. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I guess I'm looking at other things. Yeah, and the like bed, then the size of it.
4: One and a half baths upstairs, the nice big open living room. Mm-hmm.
0: And then the whole the downstairs kitchen. was just kind of like a, its own suite of a bedroom. There was like couches, seating area. There was like a weird little alcove with another two chairs and a table.
4: And a fridge, a mini fridge.
0: Mm-hmm. And then a, like a full bath down there. Yep. And a bath and a half up.
4: Everything I needed, man.
0: Nice little kitchen with the island. All of the perfect furniture for a nice, big group podcast. Yeah. Which, uh, many, many thanks to Boobery
4: Boobs. for
0: really doing the heavy lifting with me of throwing all this equipment together <laughs> to be able to uh, turn, get you know, 12, or I guess 11 mics to life. 12 mouths on 11 mics. Yeah. We could have had a twelfth mic too, but we just didn't do it.
4: Yeah. Yeah, we packed, I helped you pack mm-hmm. everything so that I would know what's going, so that I could make sure everything came home with us. <laughs> and uh, that professional mic we found made me giggle. The
0: professional mic. Yeah. yeah.
4: I've never even seen that mic before, but apparently- it's working. Yeah. It's it's called the professional mic. It says, yeah, it it's says, like Toner, the professional mic.
0: It says professional microphone on the back. Because I don't know, I just it's got to try to convince people, I suppose. Oh, man. Yeah, so that's a great little uh, snapshot in time if you go and listen to uh, episode 250 that Bulls with Buds. You can find it at com. And uh, man, our weekend was just so crazy. We, we started in uh, Buckhorn. We kind of got distracted on the way there because Buckhorn has the dead bowling alley.
4: Yeah, the one that I originally wanted to have the event at.
0: Mm-hmm. And we wanted to at least just swing through and take pictures of it. And then I noticed right from the... Google View, because you know I always look at shit in Google View or the little car driving around view beforehand. Uh, and you turn around in the same parking lot, there's a friggin' an adult superstore. So it's like, okay, well, let's go to this giant bowling pin, take some pictures, go in superstore, have a shop. And we ended up being uh hour, hour and fifteen or early from the official check-in time anyway, so we had a little bit of time to burn. Yeah. <sighs> And then, uh
4: and I also shout out to that store. The ladies working there were really chill and cool, and I love that. Yeah, they were super friendly. They were a lot of adult stores you go into, and it's very standoffish, and yeah. like no one wants to make eye contact with you. These girls were like, "Hey, blah blah blah," just talking about all the new shit they got. And yeah, they were. And blah, blah, blah. They
0: were cheerful, and you could tell they like like their job. Like it was fun for them.
4: Yeah, which is awesome. That's yes. exactly what you want. Agree in a sex shop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you don't want people that uh, hate it.
4: And then we were looking for nitrous yeah. whipped cream chargers. Yeah, yeah, and, for uh,
0: you know dessert for the birthday.
4: Exactly. You know, top the cake.
0: I totally forgot we even had those too. Once we actually got to the place, we never even cracked it's open whirlwind. any of them. But, but
4: the girls at the adult store were like, "Oh, you've got to go to." mad hatters yeah. they've got everything and they are super cool we actually send people there all the time and boy were they right what a great store
0: yeah those guys were we fantastic we in mad hatters emporium in st robert is the place
4: and they had uh, a great selection of well they had plenty of pretty shitties You know, just like cheap glass pipes that you can use a couple times. And when it breaks, it's like, oh, well, I paid 10 to 20 bucks for it. And they're really pretty. Um, But then they also had tobacco pipes and they had tons of heady glass, which I love looking at. And there was this giraffe that was just absolutely stunning. I could not take my eyes off it. It was all frosted. And I mean, it looked like a statue. They had um, vases. They were actually bongs, but they styled them just like those delicate doily vases from the '70s that are white with like the pastel pink roses on it. It's literally something straight out of my grandma's house. Um, They had all sorts of stuff like the cobalt blue vases too that you'll see. Yep. Make me nostalgic for my grandparents. <laughs> and but what really caught me as soon as we opened the door. Was they had a claw machine, yeah, and in the claw machine was pipes all wrapped up, you know, so you couldn't exactly see what you were gonna get. Yep. Also, it's a claw machine, so good luck getting anything.
0: Always mm-hmm. oh, you gotta give it a shot though. Yeah. Yeah, those guys were super cool, and they gave me a Mad Hatter t-shirt.
4: Yeah, because it was your birthday. They're we
0: talking about yeah, it might, be, it might be my birthday.
4: But also, may I just add that? They can uh, supply some super parties with big desserts if you need whipped cream for your party needs. Because they're like, you know, I just was. We were going to get the little chargers, and they're like, "Well, oh, do you want a tank? Because we got tanks. Like, how big of a tank do you want? We got <laughs> tanks in the back." I was like, "Fuck, you got tanks.
0: Tanks a lot.
4: <laughs> tanks a lot. Yeah, but uh, they're smaller tank." was flavored, and I'm not really into flavored whipped cream. No.
0: No. Plus, technically by the gram, the little ones were cheaper.
4: Yep. Yeah, we did the math on it.
0: I got real shrewd on it. I was like, hmm, get the little ones.
4: But they were cool, and we gave them some bowl after bowl stickers, and we bitched about legalization, so. Yeah. (laughs) Yep.
0: That that was, uh, was a grand time.
4: And Circus Media walked in while we were there.
0: Yep. Yeah, that was actually where we first met up.
4: And we grabbed barbecue with him.
0: We did. Some good barbecue. Um, A great night of just grilling and chilling. And that would have been my actual birthday. Yeah, Uh, 6'9". 6'9". Yeah.
4: And, damn, (laughs) we
0: we had our little fucking...
4: It might be a new favorite position for me.
0: (laughs) We had a little uh, ritual space we put together downstairs. It was like a separated off floor. And God, we went for what felt like uh, days.
4: May I say the exact number? Yeah. Three hours and 33 minutes. Magic, for fuck's sake.
0: Yeah. Magic. Well, you gotta uh, plan these things out, you know. And let the magic uh, unfold and unveil. So that was cool. Uh, We've been practicing a lot more I've I've been trying to think of, like, a smart term, you know? it is like a sex magic thing, but it's like uh, intentional sex or something. Intentional love spell. Yeah. You know? Just like um, symbolic steps. Like starting with a bath and starting clean. Yes. As part of it. And like getting out everything that uh, you might need to wash off or out of you.
4: Yeah. Um, so you're clear-headed.
0: Bring in all, We brought all of the trinkets and stones and stuff that are usually up on our little that altar yep and photos and um just our basic setup i there's part of me that wishes i would have taken a picture of uh our little setup down there because it was like it was just cool to see all the same stuff in a different space you know yeah and trying to just like recreate that magical space we've been working on
4: so it that, really came together that
0: okay. was nice and lovely and um yeah that really just capped off an excellent actual literal birthday uh, woke up and did some hiking.
4: Yeah, along the Gasconade River.
0: hmm It was a fantastic idea. Was that Pfeiffer's idea?
4: No, that was Tunta's idea. Tunta's
0: idea, you're right, yes. There you're was right.
4: supposed to be like a conservation area, but we didn't really find anything official.
0: Yeah, there was not like a trailhead that we could find. So we just kind of walked around until we saw...
4: Yeah, just along the road.
0: Trespass notices and just stayed away from those.
4: I slipped on my ass towards the river.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that was fun. We tried to get down to the riverside, but there's just no uh, real convenient path. There wasn't even an inconvenient path, really. Yeah. <laughs> there was no path at all. So,
4: And even though I told everyone we were going to be on acreage and stuff, I didn't bring my hiking shoes.
0: I will say also, though, uh, to stay on Friday night for a bit, the part that really pushed me past, I don't know, the, the anything I expected or... Like like I was I, I felt in command of myself until the whole like birthday present thing. So everybody sings happy birthday to you, which is very disarming. I'd really never know what to do. Uh, when everybody's just singing happy birthday to you, you know? Just like look at your feet. And I do like the smile thing, uh where your cheeks are like kind of vibrating. Mm. Like uh the, probably the worst case I ever had of it was when uh I was having pictures taken right before I went to my first ever formal dance and I was just like nearly shitting my pants with nervousness, you know?
4: Because you were really close to a girl? Uh, yeah, maybe like
0: some of that. She's so close to me. (laughs) I can smell her hair. Uh, yeah, maybe something like that. I don't know. It's just like all the attention is on you. It's like, uh, I never really know how to handle that exactly. Other than just, all right, this is happening. And then the the gifts that people brought for me were just so, like, thoughtful. Yeah. And uh, a lot of work went in them. So I'm I'm sitting here, well, um, looking at the freshly hung bowl after bowl and Spencer and Lorian signs that we got from Mousy and Tunta, which I put up in the bowl. And I put a picture on NASA uh, out earlier. NAS-NOS. I don't know what we call it now. Everyone calls it NAS or nas No agenda social, I put the photos of where I put them. Um, They're just two planks from their old barn on their property that they uh, took down. And they saved some lumber from it. And they painted our names on one plank and the bowl after bowl on another plank. with Some kind of decorative framing uh, painted around it. And so I kind of got the idea to chain them one to another because it kind of looks like one of those old-timey wooden signs anyway that are kind of... Hung one and then another, uh, top to bottom. And I've always loved, I don't know why, I I have a real affinity for these uh, brass hooks with the screw at the tip. When I was little, I can't remember who got it for me. Somebody went to Hawaii and got this carved coconut that was like a pirate face with like a beard and an eye patch and a do-rag and the whole thing. It was like really weird, gruesome pirate face carved into a coconut. But I loved that thing, and I screwed one of these uh, into the, I had a loft bed, and so the bottom of my bed, I screwed a hook up into that and hung the pirate thing off of it. I don't know, I've just always (laughs) loved these little stupid hook screws, so I put them to use. But I can just, I can visualize that thing in the future bowling alley. Yes. the bowl after bowl bowling alley.
4: Absolutely. As soon as I saw the signs, I saw them before you, which is why I went out to get you and was like, we have to do birthday presents because my eyes just like welled with tears because that's exactly what I saw. It was just like already hanging in the bowling alley. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And uh, they also put together this hatchet for me.
4: Yeah. And you're winning because you're holding it. So.
0: (laughs) <laughs> and it's got both of our names on the handle. Yours on one side mine on the other. Yep. And it's also got a hammerhead on one side. And so they will be happy to know I hammered the nails in to hang the sign with the hatchet. Yeah. So it's all it's all bleeding coming together is what I'm trying to say. That was fantastic. Um, some of the other gifts, I think I went through them all on, uh, on the bowls with buds. But I got copious amounts of weed. Uh, which was fantastic. Um, I got a couple of scents. Circus yeah. Media gave me some uh, aromatherapy type stuff.
4: Yeah, and sandalwood and, from his trip to Egypt.
0: That's right. From an Egyptian, uh, what do you call this? Apothecary? A, a perf- perfumist? Oh. Apothecary? <laughs> yeah, uh,
4: perfumist, I suppose.
0: Uh, scent Master, Smell Daddy. And then uh, Mary Kate Ulcha and Make Heroism got me this uh, buck. Oh, no, I'm sorry, butt-naked sent from Dysfunctional Grace. Because um, they know. I like to get butt-naked. And speaking of, they also gave us parting gifts, which was just another surprise that blew me away. Uh, like, we're packing up the Airbnb and everything's out of there. And then uh, Mary-Kate Ultra just comes up and she's like, Yeah, so, like, uh, I got you these things as well. And she pulls out these fucking beautiful... Uh, beaded necklaces.
4: Yeah, they're phenomenal.
0: Uh, mine has got uh, it like ends in this pretty tassel, and then all the way up are just round, rounded beads. Uh, this is some kind of black volcanic, I think, like basalt, most likely. I don't know. Black stones are kind of hard to identify. Uh, but then this is definitely tiger's blood for most of it, and there's like a chakra row of the seven. You know, it goes clear, purple, blue, green, yellow, orange, red, yeah, from top to bottom, and then more basalt and more uh, tiger blood. Tiger blood—it's like it's basically red tiger's eye. It looks the same. It's kind of got the same fiber optic shininess to it, um, which is perfect. It's like, how do you know this? Yeah, one of my power <laughs> stones, um, for real. So the regular gym cage that I always wear with like a gem that I can switch out—it happened to have been. Labradorite for a couple months. I've been wearing a Labradorite, including this weekend. But that and Mary Kate Ulrich's necklace, that's all I'm wearing besides these task cams. And I just feel so appropriate right now.
4: Hell yeah. And, and my necklace, you
0: got one as well, yeah.
4: Is a lot of amethyst, so a lot of purple. And then we've got the chakras on both sides and an amethyst point at the bottom, which goes from purple and sort of ombres out into like the white. Ports, yeah and i feel like i can point it and zap you with my energy with it Pew. yeah man it's most excellent <laughs> I, I just again like, was at was a blown loss away. for words really uh, over the whole weekend
0: i got a copy of too many eggs
4: yeah thank you circus media
0: i got uh it's
4: already on the like right when i got home i put it right into the kitchen on the yep. cookbook shelf and it just looks so perfect what a gorgeous book
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's a sturdy book. It's almost a thousand pager. It's just a damn tome. Tome of ancient egg wisdom.
4: Yeah, I'm looking forward to making the uh, George Washington eggnog.
0: I got uh, a couple bourbons. Uh, Circus yes. Media had a bottle of bourbon in there. Lavish got me a Wolf Moon bourbon. Just everybody. And uh, then the next day, uh, Weirdo and Dan both showed up. And I should say... Um, you may have heard by now, and so I'm sorry if I'm telling the story a hundred times, but my dumbass had reserved it at an army uh, base, Fort Leonardwood, which I didn't really think two things about. And that morning, Tunta was like, so is there like a gate at the fort? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just a fucking moron. What do I know? Uh, turns out there was a gate. Yeah. A huge gate. Like, yeah, like the welcome to Mexico type gate.
4: Exactly, customs and border patrol gate.
0: Like a stop and spread your butt cheeks type of gate. And so the guy took one look at us, and he was like, "You got a military ID?" And we were like, "No." And he was like, "Do you did you go to the visitor center?" And we were like, "The huh?" And he was like, "Get over in this lane and ask the visitor center if you can even come in here." There's <laughs> signs around like. No firearms. All firearms must be declared. (laughs) No uh,
4: marijuana on base. No marijuana in any form. Yeah, that's a big sign.
0: Oh, man. Like,
4: I am marijuana, man. Man. You know? (laughs) This
0: guy's holding a rifle and looking at me like, "Mm."
4: He saved our asses. This guy seems
0: like he doesn't belong here.
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he just kind of was like, you got to
0: drive over here. Second exit. Don't go into the first parking lot. Go into the second one. We're like, okay, you got it. We whip around and 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 for some reason I don't know it hadn't really fully sinking in yet to me that like it wasn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, surely yeah. we could still pull this off. And then there's signs saying, oh, you must all vehicles must show proof of insurance, right? Well, it turns out I hadn't had to put that in the glove box.
4: Yeah, we had pulled it out not that long ago for plates. Yeah,
0: we just went to get plates, and so and I, guess I guess that's in the,
4: go back.
0: It's in the folder I took to the DMV. Damn it!
4: So for uh, I was we were like panic not panicking, but I'm, I'm like stressed oh, that's out, great, A bit
0: stressed out. We've been
4: driving this whole time mm-hmm. without the insurance, but you know, also realizing I can probably get it online. Well,
0: it's in my email, which yeah. comes to shove. So,
4: but then yeah, just fuck it. I'm like, okay, well, I'm ditching my purse, and I guess I'll go into the visitor center carrying just my wallet. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and there's metal detectors in there that you
4: got to walk through. Well, yeah, that's so. why I was like, just my wallet. I yeah. cannot bring my purse. Like. Really, my body should not be going through here. It's like, uh, uh,
0: all firearms must be declared. (laughs) Uh, But what if mine's purple? Is that
4: okay? It doesn't count, right? I didn't really ask that. (laughs) (laughs) I might have thought it, but...
0: (laughs) It doesn't matter, right?
4: Constitutional carry, man.
0: Just a purple one, so it's no big deal. (laughs)
4: Um... We got in and out of there pretty fast, but as we were turning to leave, that's when I noticed that Weirdo had joined us, mm-hmm. and it's like he'd been there the whole time. A while, he fit in so perfectly with our group. Yeah,
0: Just, definitely. It's
4: that whole like we've known each other for hundreds of years somehow.
0: The one of the gang type thing.
4: Everyone in this community, when you meet them in person,
0: yeah, everybody's really been like that. It's so nice and refreshing. It is and,
4: refreshing. Uh,
0: rejuvenating and um, just like a tank refill. It's it's tough, okay? It's tough to like, we're lucky because we have a nice internet circle, right? Where we can chat with people and we can listen to people talking to these microphones and we can uh, uh kind of be there for one another. But we don't really fucking see that face-to-face or experience it a whole hell of a lot in our day-to-day. You know, whether it's going to the work grind or uh, walking around a grocery store or just like there is this kind of sense of being surrounded by so many people and also feeling totally alone. And it's just nice. It's nice to finally like kick it and hang out for a whole weekend with people who are on your level, you know, people who are not uh, just like (laughs) just blended into the homogenized society NPC thing. It's fucking refreshing to um, hang out with real humans. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say.
4: Like Weirdo says in the chat, "Soul Tribe."
0: Soul Tribe. There you go. And uh, yeah, that's what you know. NA meetups are like, and that's what all of these fun gatherings are like too. Uh, so we had to call an all Audible and go to Lebanon, which, by the way, is one of the towns that's going to be in our book we eventually write. I swear. <laughs> Our vinegar book, Lorraine and I have our own version of the vinegar book, which which is a travel book that's going to be all about Missouri towns that are mispronounced foreign locations.
4: Yeah, like Versailles.
0: Versailles is a great example. That was when
4: I learned that this was a Missouri thing. When I said, oh, there's a town called Versailles. And Spence was like, uh, it's Versailles. Excuse me. It's
0: Versailles. We were in Lebanon. Uh, there's
4: also like Hayti,
0: Hayti, Nevada. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of them.
4: Rola, if you look at it, you know you might try to, like, uh, yeah, make I guess. A yeah out of the two L's together. Yeah. But
0: lavish was uh, calling it Roya.
4: Yeah. So this bowling alley, we're having a meetup in front of the visitor center, in front of the base. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: because you know, it's it was kind of like the key situation. Where it's like some stressful thing is going down. However, some people just arrived. And so you've got to like greet them and make them feel good. And how was your trip? And you know, you don't want to just be like, ah, let's get the fuck out of here. You yeah, know? exactly. You, know, you want to be like, oh, how you doing? it? Glad you make it. We're just thinking of what the fuck we're gonna do about this, but you know. I was like, sorry, guys, to <laughs> cause you some stress or whatever.
4: Seriously. But it's open up the Uh, interweb map and you see that there was another bowling alley, the one in Raleigh you've been mentioning, and it was 33 minutes away, so Mm -hmm. I was just like, well, this is meant to be.
0: Yeah, it was perfect.
4: Yeah, this is the one. Also, (laughs) I think about stupid stoner movies and this whole situation just fucking comes off as the plot of one that (laughs) needs (laughs) to be written. Don't you think? It's crazy. These stoners just want to go bowling and then... (laughs) Pull up yeah. to an army base. <laughs>
0: what is your business today at Fort Leonard Wood? Uh, going bowling.
4: Bowling, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God, they must have just been so confused by our presence. As just, I think that there was a part of them that was just as scared of us as we were scared of I, them. That's
4: what I was thinking too. I really yep. believe
0: that, actually.
4: Yeah, because it wasn't just like. We got there and we're like, oh, shit, there's a gate. Let's, like, slip off into the visitor center. Uh-huh. We fucking drove up to the gate. Yeah. And talked to the armed guard. Yeah. And was he like, was like, where is your pass?" Like, wait <laughs> in line
0: in front of the stick to get in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> With all these gun signs being like, well, you know. Uh.
4: And the German shepherd's ready maybe they to not
0: Maybe they won't notice.
4: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe nothing bad will happen. I was feeling, and,
0: hey, nothing bad happened.
4: Yeah. As Booley Steed or Bowley Steed always says, connection is protection. I think that's uh, very true in this case, too. <laughs>
0: no doubt. Yes, we were protected by connection. Yeah,
4: there's power in numbers.
0: Oh, so we had a great game of bowling, and then uh, Dan had to. Uh, oh.
4: Oh. I just wanted to shout out the woman that worked at that bowling alley. Yeah. She was doing everything. She, she was, was at yeah. the front desk, she was behind the food bar and serving drinks, and then she was also fixing the lanes as issues popped up. So, shout out.
0: Absolute shout out. We and, wrapped i uh, I'm sorry, did you have yeah, more?
4: Yeah, I just wanted to also mention that we need to put that lane maintenance book I got you for your birthday in your bowling bag, so that the next time we go to a bowling alley, you can, you know, be like, don't whip out the book. I got this. And then mm. sneak back there and stuff. That was tuned to suggestion also. I think it's a good, invalid one. That's smart. I'm done. Okay. You may go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We wrapped up bowling. We went to Uranus, like the, uh, kind of the focal point in a lot of ways, although it wasn't, but it was. It's fun to make that the focal point, because A, it's not even really a real town, and B, when uh, everybody's talking about, oh, we went to Uranus for for Spencer's birthday, uh, I think it was O on the Rock and Roll Pre-Show when... uh, uh, someone had made a request um, specifically about the, uh, the weekend there. Uh, I want to say it was Net Net.
4: Home Sweet Home? Yes. Yeah. And, and I uh, was crying my eyes out.
0: Um, he was like, I would expect Sir Spencer to live in Uranus. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, this is fucking perfect. Uh, never correct the rumors, is my philosophy. They added like a nice layer. I was like, I don't mind if that's canon. Spencer lives in Uranus. <laughs> um,
4: Wolf of Uranus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it beats the Wolf of Kansas, I could tell you that. Yeah. Um, uh, so we did the Uranus thing, fudge factory, all the raunchy kind of tacky gifts that you could imagine. The Uranus joke done about 250 different ways.
4: The employees are amazing the empl- at the general store. The
0: employees have a whole spiel they give you.
4: Tap it, swipe it, either way I get what I want. That girl straight-faced all of her lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know she probably says them a thousand times a day, but she was, was cracking ready. my ass off.
0: <laughs> she was ready to be playful in Uranus. Um, <laughs> it was fantastic. And then that's when we went uh, back to the spot. It was like this decision time. We all kind of coalesced outside the gift shop. And we were like, okay, so we could do the museum or we could do the pup pirates. And everybody was kind of like, I could feel the energy of like, eh. We kind of like spent some money, though, you know? And I was feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of relieved. like Everybody else was kind of like, oh, that's kind of a hard decision. I was like, or, third option, hear me out. <laughs> we could just go the fuck back to the place and start our night, you know? Maybe find some food to reheat, but definitely get our setup going. And I had kind of done a soft setup beforehand of some of the stuff, but it ended up being all moved anyway because i kind of start uh started to set up on this little peninsula in the kitchen but i also was like you know i'm not gonna go through much of this i'm just gonna kind of plug a few things in like a couple mics and my computer setup because when blueberry gets here he's gonna fucking actually set me straight and be able to like have the vision and put it together correctly and sure as shit man he He was like, we need this tall table out here, we need this over here, and just started going at it, Uh, and make heroism was rolling out stuff, uh, setting up mic stands, testing them out. uh, Just turned into like a whole group effort, really. People were either doing the setup or untangling the curtain, or making food for people. We're Uh, just
4: staying out of the way.
0: Or keeping me stoned. (laughs) (laughs) uh, We're just a job in all of itself. And, oh man, once we got everything rolling, it was a lovely time. Again, like you can uh, listen to it for yourself. But then the sign-off and the rollout, I swear to God, I've had the pleasure of doing this twice now in my life. Tearing down a um, big-ass on-the-road podcast setup with the Mothman, and then he fucking puts on that song The Loadout by Jackson Brown. And it's a straight-up spiritual experience. And, like, the, the first time I did it, it was pretty powerful. And it was kind of like, wow, that was special. But then, just like the second time, I don't know, it's like Booberry, he's like, no, this isn't right until. And then he'll just put the song on wordlessly. And no one says a motherfucking thing. It's just packing stuff up and rapping, and uh, everything just starts to get taken apart. During this, like, love ballad to um, Rodies and concerts and uh, the people that go to them and travel and gigs like Blueberry is the fucking medicine man of stagehands and when he pulls out powerful medicine like that I just have so much fucking awe and respect for that guy like that's a guy who knows what he's doing and knows what works and like knows what the people need also you know just such a fucking privilege to go into battle with that dude on the road and uh road warrior it up with that dude like holy man
4: holy man holy indeed. man if you
0: ever have the chance to break down a podcast setup with the mothman uh to the loadout you should take that chance because it's like going to church oh man and then yeah we cleaned up and got the hell out of there the next day real nicely
4: yeah and of course i do want to say the back porch was a great hangout zone
0: everything about that spot was just exactly what we needed
4: yep yep it was uh beautiful it worked out perfectly and we went in kind of blind to it you know just booking a place online you have no sense or feeling of it it's just kind of like well this seems like it's the one i just keep coming back to Mm -hmm. this one
0: it was definitely the one
4: yeah and Um. i'm just so grateful to everyone who came out and everyone that sent their love our way over the weekend
0: yeah it was like People who are there, people who are not there, yeah. people, um, I, <laughs> it's tough. It's been like an emotional process coming back home from all this. Cause it was like so overwhelming to just receive that much love, you know? And just have that many people be like, care about, like just genuinely care about you and, um, hold you in high regard. You know, it's like you tally that all up and it's like I said on behind the schemes last night when I called them, like. It's not as though I think that I'm some kind of a, uh, an asshole or I'm not worthy of anything, but it's like th- when you tally all of this value up over here, like how, you know, how could I like measure up to that? And it's, I don't know, words just escape me, like the gratitude I hope to uh, be able to pay back when all you motherfuckers turn 33 <clears throat> who are younger than me. Unfortunately, I can't go back in time for anybody, but I can tell you that uh, I will be there with uh bowls on i did get a great review from our airbnb host and that's another oh, yeah? thing that i appreciate is that everybody was just uh respectful of each other and of the place overall which isn't a huge surprise to me you know i knew our people would be cool
4: yeah we love freedom and we're responsible with it yeah. even when we're grazing fort leonardwood
0: <laughs> um something like excellent guest followed all the house rules would have again
4: Wow! No mention of that disappeared key. No, I
0: cool. kept on saying like I'd like to pay for the key replacement, and he just like kept ignoring me.
4: <laughs> and, <laughs> he just never said anything about it. And this is a testament because I have heard some pretty horrible Airbnb stories. Yeah, people some getting people, charged. Yeah. for cleanups and all sorts of stuff. Well, too we, many rules in the house. This house was everything was laid back. We
0: left everything immaculate too. Yeah. Cause that's how you do it. That's how you be a Airbnb boss.
4: Yep. But they were also gracious and let us check out a little bit early or later. Yeah. Than their checkout time, which. Yeah. I, appreciate I was like, "Hey, lately. we're just
0: getting breakfast down our face, and I'd like to be able to clean all these dishes up and yeah. make this place nice. Can we just have like a little extra?" He was like, "Take your time."
4: Very cool. Yep.
0: Uh, I have on my notes here shirts incoming with a question mark, but just before showtime, that we saw the shirts did arrive. That's right. And so. Uh, We'll be figuring that out. We're going to hand tie-dye some shirts to send to uh, everybody who came out. That's right. You had planned to have those out there, but frankly, this is better, I think. Yeah,
4: there wasn't we're really time have, for a tie-dye party. We're going to have time <laughs> to
0: do it right, you know? Yeah. And, uh, what, and
4: what, this is how we can channel our value back into the value that was put in totally. over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And keep the value rolling. Exactly. <laughs> As we do in this community.
0: That's right. Uh, speaking of which, we'd like to thank everybody who sends value into the show because the show itself is value for value and that kind of bleeds into everything we do outside of the show or for the show or birthday parties, etc. Um, it's just a multifaceted model because it's not all driven by lame-ass dollars and cents. You know, It's not driven by clicks and downloads. It's not driven by um, these... Bland ass advertisers Who are just going to get you in some kind of a fucking Controversy anyway No it's driven by real ass people Who actually love you and Value you What a concept And uh that's who we make the show for That's 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 what this thing is all About it's for people who value this Content you know we don't want to have to Chase downloads and put Our show in the faces of people who aren't interested In it and don't want it you know uh, and so that allows us the freedom not only to say whatever uh, is on our minds or what we you know, believe in, put our best art out there, but it also keeps us from having to say anything we don't believe in or uh, push any product we don't believe in or um, you know, endorse messages we don't believe in. It's just us and you, the bowlers, and that's all it has to ever be. That's what we love about the value for value model. So we put it out there with no paywall. It's up front yours, and you just kind of keep track of the value you get out of it. It's not like one of those, uh, pay me every show, bitch. It's, uh, it's more of a concept of time and balance, you know? And you reconsider it every once in a great while and say, uh, where's, my, where's the value balance? Is it tipping too far my way? I'm going to send some value back and level that scale back out. And uh, that's what bowlers do, bowl after bowl, week after week. And they do so with time, talent, treasure, and uh, sometimes just their beautiful presence uh, out on a weekend trip. I did uh, look at the PayPal earlier, and I had uh, nothing in the past week. Uh, And I do want to just look again just in case, because I've uh, accidentally missed people before. But no, yes, no PayPal this past week, but we did have several boosts. And we always want to thank people that send in their treasure here up front at the beginning of the show, although we're uh, well deep into the recap mode because <laughs> we did have a heck of a week to recap. Uh, I always scroll back in helipad to this 1420 boost that's always waiting for me from Harv Hat, and this week is no exception from CurioCaster that came in as we faded out last Tuesday.
4: Thank you, Harv Hat.
0: Appreciate you. And then uh, after that, 100 sats came in, From David Pimenta.
4: Oh, thanks, David.
0: David Pimenta, out of Fountain 100 Sats. uh, Next up was 4444 from Taddy Soup.
4: Oh, thanks, Taddy Soup. I've seen Taddy on the socials.
0: Taddy is coming in from Podverse and uh, says, Happy I stumbled onto your podcast. Pretty cool and kind of groovy. Oh, well, thank you.
4: Groovy. Groovy.
0: We try to uh, keep it in the groove, you know.
4: Hell yeah.
0: It might uh, go in and out, in and out, but uh, try to keep it in that groove. Uh, 3333 next up out of fountain. That comes from Dame Trail Chicken. Oh, bok bok. Bok 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 And And uh, she says, Bowl Boost. And that's surrounded by bowling and lightning emojis, which I love to see. Fantastic. Appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Another thousand sats from, is it Jos? Is it Hos? JOS.
4: Well, thank you. Out of
0: Fountain. Joe's. Joe's. Joss. 1,000 sats. Uh, no note, but very much appreciate the boost. Then, the lovely, immeasurable Bully Steed. We know her as Boosty Steed and Bowly Steed. Yes, we do. Can you guess?
4: 69! 69, 69, dudes! Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: That's right. Sixty nine, sixty nine. Out of Fountain. And uh, I mentioned this on our bowls with buds but she had said this was from five days back so she actually boosted last tuesday's show saying bowlers we need hey Citizens song on the na stream as an anthem boost and uh damn it to hell not only are you right but i also need hey citizens different song in this fucking segment
2: i'm
3: gonna boost some
2: stats i've got 40,000 in my wallet i'm 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 boosting value contribution this is fucking awesome
1: Shit, I love boosters.
0: Yeah, so, uh, thank you, Steed, and I agree, and thank you, hey, Citizen. Should be on regular rotation on the stream, no doubt. Uh, lots of boosts came in during the, uh, little gathering there, so we thanked everybody during that show. Uh, 420 came in as a test-test-toke twice from C-dubs. He's always testing and toking something, and so we're happy to help you test.
4: Thanks, C-dubs.
0: Uh... 22,222 sats, that's five ducks in a row, from Eric PP out of Podverse, and he is actually boosting Stay A While.
4: Oh, nice.
0: Stay A While. And he says, darn your catchy song sticking in my head. Um, we actually did get featured on the uh, Podcasting 2.0 episode.
4: Like Last Wine? Friday.
0: Yes, they played Like Wine. And, uh,
4: the whole album... From Abel and the Wolf, so good. It's fun. Every and, uh, song on there, I love.
0: Been revisiting that lately. Uh, I actually have some stuff to talk about on the on chain off chain when we get there. But uh, my mind is turning to music, and my soul, having been kind of refilled up, is ready to uh, ready to hit the trails again and ju- and just have something. It's the only way we're going to solve the problems that we're running into. So That's anyway, I- I'll have a little bit more to say about that in a bit. After we say thanks to Harvhat, uh, uh, yet again, uh, this time for sending in 33,420 sats. What? What? Bings!
4: Uh, thanks, Yeah, 33,420
0: bings. He says, happy 33 with a cake emoji, and that's out of, of CurioCaster on the live tag. We appreciate that very much, Harvhat. Thank you. And then he came in with the 4269 right after Aww,
4: that. Aw, Harvhat. Thank you. Uh,
0: appreciate you, brother. And then a sixty nine sixty nine, again from Bowley Sixty nine, sixty nine, dudes. <laughs> Who says, Sir Spencer Wolf of Uranus? <laughs> I also wanted to thank Nam for attempting a fountain boost because I think it was a thirty three three thirty three, and I can see the fountain in uh, comment. I can see it in in fountain, and I liked it in fountain, but I didn't. I, it didn't hit either of our nodes. So I'm not sure where it got lost in the whole uh, ether. Fountain's been under some serious testing and upgrading as of late. And so I, I don't know where the problem lies. Somewhere between uh, his boost and the nodes. But uh, we appreciate it nonetheless. I don't know what happened there. It was just kind of weird. I was looking for that everywhere. I was like, that should be... Well, I never saw that. Yeah. I combed through. I can't find it anywhere. So I don't know. We're early, guys. We're early. Hmm. We're so early.
4: Um. Of course, there's other ways to give value back to the Bull After Bull production. You can make jingles, like you've heard the Hey Citizen one so far. You can make art, like this episode. The art is brought to us once again by Make Heroism. Yes, indeed. So, huge thank you, M.H.
0: Appreciate you, you, brother.
4: Yes. You can send news stories to us or you can pick up your phone and leave us a voicemail. This week, our first time I ever topic, is the first time I ever fired a gun. So if you want to tell your FTI story and the voicemails, all you have to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816-607-3663 in the Play your voice. That's right, we won't screen it, we'll just play it, so say whatever you want to say. Freedom, baby. And if you're in a dead zone or voice shy, you can always send us a text message, or send us a picture.
0: Yeah, we'd love to see you in our inbox, one way or the other.
4: That's right. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge.
0: You know what I'm talking about.
4: Show bobs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh...
2: Oh, and there's...
4: Did you see her breasts? Even... Simpler form of value, which is just passing the bowl. Yep,
0: yep. Yeah, just not to the guy at the gate at Fort Leonard Wood.
4: No, but he
0: probably doesn't want the bowl.
4: I don't think he could even take it if he wanted it. <laughs> you have to have deep,
1: comprehensive intelligence. That's
0: right. Boom. Think about it.
4: And I've often I, thought that he maybe is a little autistic.
0: I don't know. It's possible. Never finished the test, but you know what I did finish was putting together uh, a nice little. Oh yeah, you want to stream the set, you want to build the node. It's all, it's all in the plans, man. You want to be beholden to some bank. It's going to tell you uh, you got to wait three days to get any satisfaction. And uh, we heard that you said the wrong thing to your Amazon doorbell, so we're going to lock your account for a week. All that kind of crap. No, you don't want to do all that. Uh, And, hey, maybe you're like, you know, my bank's fine. It's not that bad. We're good right now. Uh, Right now might be nice. What about two years down the road, five years down the road, ten years down the road? None of this shit is getting any better. It's, uh-huh. not like, it's not like we're in a less dystopian place, my friends. I mean, just think of the road we've been down, even in like five years. Just, uh, you, you're going to want some kind of a lifeboat, man. And that's what a node represents in many ways financially. The Bitcoin news this week, there's a lot of different stuff going on, including Strike announcing that they now serve uh, their customers completely on their own infrastructure. Ooh. This announcement came out five days ago. Uh, Jack posted on a little blog that uh, all of their custody, both U.S. dollars and Bitcoin, is now directly custodied on their own infrastructure. And uh, super redundant backups, all this kind of shit, you know. They're toting their security and their privacy and uh, all that kind of stuff, which, of course, they would, you know. Gotta be legit. Um, but it's one of the few places I still will buy a coin from every once in a while. And, you know, they might not have nice infrastructure that I really like and trust, but I still pull that shit off of there right when I buy it and I put it on my own node because that's the motherfucker I trust is me, me. And that's the beauty of Bitcoin. It's the only, that's the only person you have to trust in the whole uh, system is
4: you. Yeah. It is nice though for strike to be working entirely off its own infrastructure so that there's no secret middleman or third party. It's nice. It's kind and, of creeping uh, around. I think you have to worry about,
0: uh, I think that the, they were one of the ones with prime trusts, but everybody's been dumping prime trust. Like, uh, like it's going out of style. And so, yeah, they got all on their own stuff, which I highly support. It's a really good, uh, sign of their strength and security that they don't have like, uh, some kind of vendor that's going to fuck everybody. So that's cool. Uh, Binance US to be cut off from the banking system. That's fun. No more uh, bank transfer purchases, etc. They're going to become crypto only. (laughs) Uh, Feeling the heat following the latest actions of the regulators. We talked last week about how the SEC uh, SEC is bringing actions against both uh, Binance and Coinbase. And uh, in an email to customers, Binance U.S. said its payment and banking partners have signaled an intent to pause U.S. dollar fiat channels as early as June 13th. That's today, my friends. SEC has already filed a motion to freeze Binance.us funds. And they themselves encouraged their own customers to uh, pull your USD out via bank transfer by today. So, I don't know, if you are still hanging... On to coin on exchanges, because shrug, shrug, well, I know the Bitcoiners keep on saying, like, take it off of the exchanges, but it's just so convenient to keep it there on the exchange, because I don't want to have to do any real work, and it's, like, hard to do, and, uh, you know what's hard is having all your fucking funds seized by a alphabet soup arm of the U.S. US government. That's what's hard. Compared to that, running your node is like eating a little Debbie. It's dumb easy.
4: Stupid and, uh, simple.
0: And the beauty about it too is uh, you, you develop a deeper understanding of how all of this shit works. And so you don't have to sit through this segment uh, with a little bit of drool coming out of the side of your mouth going on and what the fuck they're talking about. You, you can know what we're talking about. All you gotta do is get in the car and drive, people. We got people stacked in the chat room for days willing to hop in and help you when you inevitably run into confusing parts. And then... Uh, We help you, you help yourself, a combination of that gets you knowledge, and you come out the other side a smarter, more uh, wise, and informed individual with more control over your own money. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful thing. And uh, I, I heavily endorse it. I don't tell people to go out and buy Bitcoin. I tell people go out and run a node, put a node together. Everything else will just kind of fall into place, but a node, man. You don't have to use crypto exchanges. If 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 you've got a node and I got a node, you can come to me and say, "Hey Spencer, I got this twenty dollar bill. Will you sell me some of your Sats?" And I can, huh? And nobody can do shit about it. Oh, incredible, incredible. Oh, what else do we have? What else do we have? Hackers steal three million bucks by impersonating crypto news journalists. <laughs> I love this one. Oh wow! According to scam sniffer analysts. This is a story at a bleeping computer. And uh, according to Scam scam Sniffer Analysis, uh, there is a hacking group known as Pink Drainer. Pink Drainer. They're draining the pink. They're impersonating impersonating crypto journalists in phishing attacks to compromise Discord and Twitter accounts for cryptocurrency-stealing attacks. Uh, Successfully compromised the accounts of almost 2,000 victims to steal roughly $3 million worth of digital assets. On the mainnet and arbitrum. So you know. Stolen shit coins. Wham wham wham. So yeah, if a journalist hits you up in the DMs, uh I suspect you probably shouldn't trust them, even if they were telling the truth about who they were. Seriously. That's all. That's all. You hate to see it, but uh that happens.
4: We don't talk to journals.
0: No no. Another big uh uh a big uh oh. Damus is going to be removed from the App Store. They got a two week notice. Huh. Apple says that Zaps are not allowed on their platform because they could be used by content creators to sell digital content. This comes right before Will, of course, uh, was going to give his talk at the Oslo Freedom Forum. Wow. On how or decentralized social networks, excuse me, with lightning integration are bringing financial freedom to the masses. And uh, that's a threat. That's a threat to the system. That's very inconvenient for the people that uh, park their fat fucking asses in between you and your people and want to slap you with fees as as a fucking middleman. Oh, come be our product and we'll let you keep most of your money. Gross. Yeah. Gross.
4: Like Bullyseed points out in the chat, Domus competes with Apple Pay. Yep.
0: And Apple is notorious for anything that even halfway resembles a payment. It's not going down. In the app store, because they want their fucking cut, they want their yeah. chunk. They're big fat middleman, and they, anybody who isn't paying the protection money is not allowed.
4: Apple wants their mummy money. They
0: want the mummy money
4: for their pyramid scheme. That's, that's right.
0: <laughs> that's exactly right. Oh, speaking of middlemen and such, uh, this wave like thing. Now, I haven't had to the chance to sit down and listen to the latest Podcasting 2.0, my understanding is there was a little further discussion of the whole situation, and they uh, had Martin on from Pod Friend, uh, who was gracious enough to request like wine from our album Stay a While that I did with Abel Kirby as Abel and the Wolf, uh, which Boobery did the excellent artwork for that as well. Uh, who better than Boobs to do some, like, Wild, cool theater kid shit. He did like some wild uh wine pudding gravy thing. yeah, in the snow and droplets off a of head. It was It's beautiful.: It's beautiful. It's mesmerizing every time I look at it, I thought it was really cool, and I thought it was like this weird painting effect thing. And then he told me, "No, this is a photo I like staged and made this fucking wine pudding up and all this stuff. I'm like, God, this is even more incredible now that I know that. Uh so anyway. I, I I do need to revisit that episode. Of course, I've been in kind of a whirlwind over the last few days, and I'm just kind of final... Like, I finally got my setup put back together in time to do the show, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to, like, be back at work. And
4: yeah, 8 a.m. Monday. <laughs> pretend, like right.
0: <laughs> 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 pretend like I'm all right. Pretend like I'm in society, you know? Uh. So I, I will catch up on all of that kind of stuff, but I think that... In the meantime, what we really need to do, if we care about decentralized music, and we really care about um, uh, th- these values that uh, Wave Lake has purported to care about in their in their blog posts, things like decentralization, like removing middlemen, like being totally opt in, having full sovereignty, having borderless payments, uh, all of these things that are pretty important, being able to cut deals on your own without anybody say so, like uh, for stay a while. Abel and I split all the songs 50-50 or 45-45-10 to artists that had a lightning node that did uh, album art for us. So you'll get a 10 split for the album art. And so we kind of had pre-programmed splits where all of the royalties go out to, you know? And that's one of a few different reasons we cannot in its current state participate in Wavelake is we don't have a way to programmatically enter those splits, and there's also no room in the agreement to pay ten percent to anybody else for any uh, reason, be it hosting or whatever so so anyway, you know the the early on conclusion and what I've been told privately by a number of people is like, you know, oh, make your own app, which is like, yeah, you know, I wish I would have fucking thought of that. I've only been thinking about this for over two goddamn years trying to make an app and uh, I've been drumming since I was 13 years old so that gives 20 years of drumming I've been doing web design for two right? Yeah. And almost all of that time has been spent in the fundamentals you know and now I'm teaching the fundamentals and the building blocks and so I have not really worked on like a Enterprise level web application. The most, the biggest contribution I've made to any software project is probably uh, writing those install scripts to get Raspy Blitz, uh, to get Helipad and the Raspy Blitz install screen system. Um, so, you know, it's not like I have a fucking decades of experience in this arena. I am way more experienced in the making and art and music side. So I sympathize way more. With the artists who, like, we don't know how to fucking put this thing together, you know? So what I do know how to do is I do know how to make music as a podcast. That's essentially all we did. What you could do as an artist is just go pretend like you're making a fucking podcast. Get a podcast host. And then... Just put your songs one by one into this podcast, but instead of podcast, just think album, album, album. So when it says, what's the name of your podcast, tell it the name of your album. When it asks for the name of the artist, well, that's your band name. Put your band name in there, Uh, and et cetera. Now you can do value splits on any of the podcasting 2.0 podcast hosts. So that'd be one way to go about it on your own uh, and still have tools there that can do the shit. Um, If you use something like Podcast Generator, you can do custom tags. So any tag that isn't supported yet by uh, the Podcast Jenny, you could plug in. Although I think that uh, Cold Acid has put most everything you need in there. Another thing is Music Side Project. Uh, Stephen B. has been putting together to help people kind of onboard. And I think the walkthrough kind of has you uh, get a WordPress site and upload everything to there. But it all boils down to some MP3 files some image files. Optionally, you can have SRT files for some lyrics. And then, the granddaddy of everything is an RSS feed. An RSS feed. Any podcast that you fucking listen to has an RSS feed. And the RSS feed just contains all the information about the podcast. The tracks, or episodes. The uh, actual MP3 file that plays when you hit play in any podcast player. Um... The album art, whether that's for the whole album or for individual tracks. Things, information like the value split. Who do the boosts go to? What percentage goes where? All this stuff you can put together in a feed. And they're actually not super crazy hard to read. You just look one up and kind of parse through the information. It's all in plain English. Everything is what it says it is. The link is a link to a website. What's your band's website? Put it right there in that link tag. These kind of things. So... Um, I'm kind of in the teach a man to fish mode on this thing. Like, what I would like to do is help people put their shit together. Uh, and I was very excited to have uh Sir TJ the Wrathful reach out to me and uh, ask me for help doing just that. Uh, also Tunta is excited to put out some music that I'm gonna help him put out. Uh, I think you and I should finally do some stuff like we've been threatening to do the whole decade of knowing you. Yeah. Plus. Um, let's do it. So my thought here is like, we're not going to get over this hump or convince anybody by waiting for me to build an app by myself because I am not qualified to do that. Uh, I'm still going to keep churning stuff out and trying that route. And it might take me three years. It might take me five years. It might take me longer. It might never happen. Okay. I just want to be fucking upfront and honest about that. Like, Maybe I think it's more likely to happen than not happen on a long enough timeline, but I can't guess the time that this is going to take. All right. I didn't think it would not even have something in test mode at two years down the road. That's kind of like, I've been very uh, pissed at myself for just still not having anything. Uh, But what I realized is if we can make cool fucking music and self host it all, there's going to come a tipping point where they'll have no choice they're going to need that shit. And so, until there's enough cool shit, uh, we got to start putting stuff out. We got to start making stuff. We got to start releasing things. Make Heroism, he released his own self hosted shit not too long ago. It's fantastic. Can't find it on Wave Lake. Why? Because they're a closed door walled garden. They want your 10%. They're not going to play your song if you don't s- upload everything to their servers, give them full and total control over your RSS feed. Which, by the way, that's where the sovereignty lies. Yeah. If you control the RSS feed, you control everything. And so this whole claim that they want to give artists more control, give artists no control. You have no control. You, your only control is to upload the songs and, and tell them what the names of them are. Can't make splits. Can't do any of that shit. Eventually, will you be able to? I suspect so. But until then, I think what we got to do is just put other cool shit out, and that will surface in all of the other modern podcast apps that can handle boosts, just like ours does right now. Is it a great music listening experience? Not exactly. But guess what? All of my boosts have rolled in from there. And uh, Ellen Beats, which is uh, Stephen B's other project, he kind of has separated this Ellen Beats thing from the Music Side Project. His philosophy is Ellen Beats will be kind of the player app, and Music Side Project will be the place that artists go to kind of try and put their feed together and release their album. Hmm. I think working either, hey, with me directly, seriously, reach out. I will help you put one together. Helping Sir TJ, we're going to launch something uh, as soon as I can get something out. Fletcher. Fletcher. uh, With the song you did with him.
4: Yeah, and he's got so much cool shit. We can put with some stuff color.
0: out, you know, and I'm happy to, for now, at this just current stage of it i'm happy to throw it on my own web server and if that bugs you and makes you uncomfortable and makes you go oh i want to fucking get it on my shit good good and i'll host it uh value for value you don't have to give me shit i don't care straight up value for value i'll host i'll put it together and host it for you and then that will make you want to get it under your own control because you don't want me hanging on to it not knowing what the fuck's going on, you're going to want to learn the stuff at that point. You're going to want to learn, well, fuck, how does this work? How can I tweak stuff and change stuff? Hey, I want to change the, I don't know, I want to add one song to this release or something. Man, we can teach you how to do this. We can teach you how to fish. I don't want to just give out fish, right? I want to teach you how this is done. But I'm happy to start that journey by putting it together on my own server and releasing it, and it'll be available in all the apps when I do that. All the apps but one. So that's, that's my thoughts on it. Currently they continue to evolve. I'm also of an open mind. You know, I'm not hostile toward any particular person or company. I am only hostile to certain practices that we are trying to get away from with this whole project and this whole philosophy and the way we do things. There are certain practices that we want to get away from like not having control of our content, like having to pay a middleman, some kind of a a kiss the ring fee, uh, that's high, at, you know, far above the standard kiss the ring fees. This kind of shit. We're trying to get away from all that. We're trying to do our own thing. We're trying to control our own content, own our own shit. And we can. Well, The, the stuff has been in place to be able to do this for over two years now. So where are we at? Get at me. Spencer at com. Put your music out. Get some sats in. Uh, speaking of sats coming in, we did have 69.69 rolling in here uh, from the Mothman himself. 69! 69, dudes! Uh, boosting from Boost CLI, because he is a sovereign son of a bitch, he says, mmm, wine gravy. (laughs) Oh, man. So I'm fired up, by the way, about the music stuff. I think that, uh, we have a lot of stuff pent up, and we just need to put it out there, and have everybody just enjoying it, and loving it, and boosting it. And, uh, then that will be in the request pool for these uh, weird little energies that are starting to pick up around music. You know, we cannot, we cannot let Wave like be the only game in town. We cannot let them hijack this thing that is beautiful, that is independent. And um, I, for one, will not be. Uh, I'll be doing everything I can to not let that happen.
4: That's right. You will not be standing idly by.
0: That's right. Watching them burning dirty wood, dude. We're
4: not gonna stand idly by and let
1: you burn dirty wood, dude.
0: Not a fucking chance. Uh what we will do though is talk about oh another uh, boost. 15,555 from Sir TJ the Wrathful. Speak All of the right. Devil. Look who's uh look who's coming in. He says, I deaf love the music brainstorming that's coming in by the way from Podverse, where you can listen to uh stay well. I def love the music brainstorming going on here. Excited to learn and understand these things better as we go. Thank you, Sir Spencer. And yes, if we put out great music, people will come and listen on v for v Music. Totally agree, man. I totally agree. And I also appreciate, by the way, you taking kind of a leap of faith and uh, uh, trusting me to put this thing together. Because I understand, you know, that I'm just one guy. You talked to one time on the internet. But uh, it's more than just me, man. We got a gang of, uh, we got a gang of good people here that are ready to do this thing the correct way, the fair way, the open and free way. And um, I will definitely be the loud, annoying bastard if I have to be out on the front uh, screaming at the clouds. That's fine. That's fine. Because, you know, I have moved clouds with my voice alone before. And if I have to do it a fucking again, I'll have to do it again. That's as simple as that.
4: Everyone knows you go out and howl at the moon. It's okay. Correct. I think
0: it keeps changing, man. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, I'd rather talk about the... Top
4: three, thirty-three. 33. All right. All right. All right. Uh, you remember that? The Canadian wildfires we were hearing about last week?
0: Yeah. Smoke gets in your eyes? Uh,
4: yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like Kansas City was... If you looked on the air quality map, Kansas City was in the yellow for, like, days. Mm-hmm. And they're like, the smoke's blowing in from the east, okay. Yep, like it always does. Sure. Um, But the headline that I saw about it said, Wildfire just west of Peachland hasn't grown, still sized at 33 hectares.
0: Sorry, that was four, but not three. There we go.
4: Now, I don't know what a hectare to acre is, but there was 33 of them just to make that headline happen. So that was my uh, top of the three 33 stories. <laughs> Maybe the fire
0: is a shower and not a grower. Did anyone ever consider that?
4: I'm now considering it.
0: Just think about yep. it. Analyze it.
4: Then in Egypt, inflation has accelerated to nearly 33% in May as food and beverage prices soar. Oof. Yeah, food and beverages are up like 60% over there. Oh, God. And I guess there was a 50% depreciation in uh, the value of the Egyptian pound against the dollar, um, which sucks. It seems that the Egyptian pound just kept getting devalued because they were trying to qualify for loans from the International Monetary Fund. And, uh, yeah, that has caused all of the food stuff's prices to soar. Damn. So... Yep, latest inflation uh, annually in Egypt. It's at an all-time high with 32.95%. That was the all-time high before. That was July 2017, and here we are, now at 33%. So, yeah, they devalued their currency in half as part of a $12 billion support package that the IMF was offering. It seems real bad. It just doesn't seem good to devalue your money to get money. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people out there are saying, yeah, I like money, though. Yeah. But long game. That's why I like sats. And my final Top 333 story tonight comes from Indiana, and I hope I don't start seeing a bunch of these again. Oh, no. But their little health department dashboard has added 33 COVID deaths.
0: Oh, I thought we were done with that.
4: I thought we were too, but here we are again. They collect their data through Tuesdays and then update it on Wednesdays. Ah. So, coincidence? I think not. No way. They also, um, it's weird because they said like, They added 33 deaths. Right. And they're keeping a running tally of all the people who, on paper, have died of the COOF. Sure. So they're at, like, 25,274. Now, you'd think that the 25,000 number would carry more weight and be a better headline number because it's so big. You know, like, oh, we we are over 25,000 dead people. But no, they're just like, oh, it's up by 33. Here's a headline. Crazy. Big meat. Yeah, they also have this number on there, probable deaths. And the probable deaths actually decreased by four. So I thought, well, that's probably good. But they did note that 55.5% of the population in Indiana is fully vaccinated. But anyways, let's go behind the curtain. I don't like thinking about needles. (laughs) I also don't like thinking about corporations that got to get a cut off of the art you make. Kind of like what we were just talking about. Uh, It gets a bee under your bonnet, doesn't it?
0: Now, I'm all for, like, you know, negotiating something out that's fair and uh, equitable or whatever. It's amenable to all parties. But, yeah, people are just trying to sit there in the middle and uh, siphon off shit. Yeah. Not have to really, you know. Yeah, there's something about that that just uh, puts right. a little puts a little bee in my butt crack.
4: Yeah, bee in your anus. Yeah. Well, this week I'm looking at Twitch. Of course, own, what, it's owned by Amazon, basically. Bezos Company. Twitch updated their terms of service this past week. And they are banning branded weed content. So I got this little... Uh, Jesus. Yeah. There's a streamer. Uh, the channel name is Jim Tana. The guy's name is Tim. He does uh, the channel with his wife Jana. So together they're Jim Tana. Okay. Um, but he was going off about it, so I just grabbed a little ISO of him talking.
5: Twitch, what are you doing? What are we doing?
4: I want to pause it right there because what are you doing on Twitch? Yeah, you could be free, man. Yeah. Censorship resistant. Say whatever the fuck you want to say any time. Talk about the weed you're smoking. Talk about the hemp stores you're shopping at without worrying about the big butt of Bezos coming down on your head.
0: Yeah. The terms of service over here is kiss my fucking ass is the terms of
5: service.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, I'll let them continue.
5: They've changed some cannabis rules on here. Uh, You can still smoke cannabis, you know, if you're not breaking the rules or anything like that. But you can no longer promote cannabis products, deliveries, anything related to cannabis. You can't have sponsored streams like that anymore. It is against TOS now. It is 100% clear in the rules. Cannabis related uh, products and services no longer allowed. But what is weird and what is allowed? You could still promote alcohol. I just don't understand what the hell is going on. We can promote alcohol, but we can't promote legal cannabis yeah man that's weird man what's that all about
4: man what's that all about man i couldn't believe he thought it was so weird and then i couldn't believe he said legal cannabis because there is no such thing yeah
0: isn't that funny isn't that funny no i mean it's it's It's, just frustrating it's frustrating because here
4: i go saying it again in all 50 states federally, weed is illegal because it's Schedule 1 on the Controlled Substances Act, and you should know that. Now, this guy says cannabis over and over again, so I guess he doesn't know that.
3: You'd know that if you'd ever listened to my podcast.
4: The thing I thought was, and alcohol, of course, is very legal federally.
0: Mm.
4: Well, you know, to an extent. <laughs> but, <laughs> right, uh, right, yeah, You can do so much. So bushes. fucking
0: much. Yeah. Well, thanks, Twitch, for turning cannabis into cantabus.
4: What I thought was weird is as he mentioned, you can still use it on stream. You can sure. be smoking your pot. You just can't say like oh Use
5: promo
0: code Raja what did you say his name was? Tim Gina?
4: Something like that. Yeah. Use promo
0: code Tim Gina for four twenty off your next order. <laughs>
4: no, the way I kind of read it is that you can't say like oh, this is Danky Kong, and I got it when I was at Mad Hatter's right. this or week. Or- I
0: can't say, oh, Mary-Kate Ultron make heroism f- uh, swang through Sundro Cannabis and got me Brett Hole number 16 and got me a quarter of it.
4: Yeah, not on Twitch. Yeah. Uh-uh. Kiss my ass, Twitch. <laughs> so I have a feeling that there's a lot of content creators out there.
0: Sure, there's billions.
4: make their money off of the weed industry.
0: Yeah, there's a cause it's a, few a monster, sure.
4: And now they're gonna be looking for some alternative solutions.
0: You would think so. You would think so. Booberry, how does that usually go when you first tell somebody who's like, Well, I'm being a platform on my terms of service, and you tell them that there's already a solve for it?
4: <laughs> well, yeah, the funny God
0: damn, I love that guy, man. Because he, he never quits, he never gives up. He really renewed my uh, faith in actually trying, which is very nice. But goddamn, most people are like, man, how many clicks do I
4: get? Right. But my followers, my followers might not follow me back over there. The
0: thing that doesn't pay you shit, but you're like fucking jerking yourself out about.
4: Yeah, it's gross. And, you know, I'm not going on this uh, Bezos butthole to tell the guy anything either. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I'm not an evangelist. I just uh, look at people's demise and say, oh, look. Look at them. <laughs> nice. Being <okay>. a slave. <laughs>
0: uh, poor slave.
4: Yeah. Hey, Jim Tana. if you want to get in touch, get in touch. But why would they be listening to this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you remember that court case that came up in Washington, D.C. between the two elderly people who lived in like adjacent apartments and one lady was bothered by the smell of weed, so she decided to take her neighbor to court. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this story?
0: I do. Yeah, it was irritating.
4: Yeah, we talked about it on Bull After Bull episode 218, recognized and banned. Anyways, uh, that court case has come to a conclusion, and the judge ruled in her favor and sued the neighbor, or, you know, told the neighbor to stop smoking.
0: Oh, wait, told the neighbor to stop smoking? Yeah.
4: This lady that said, You said her
0: favor, and I already had the woo going. And then you said, Stop smoking.
4: the The neighbor is a man. What? So, um. What? Yeah, she couldn't prove that she's entitled to damages, but she made the case that the smell of weed is a private nuisance. And so the judge ordered a guy by the name of Thomas Cackett, to stop smoking. He's a restaurant manager. Excuse me? What? Talks about getting off of his long eight to 12-hour shifts at the restaurant, hitting the (laughs) bowl eight to 12 (laughs) times, and passing out to wake up and do it all over again. Now, what really pisses me off is that you can't smoke outside. Mm -hmm. So if you have been told by a judge not to smoke in your private residence, then how? You can't. That's why I I have this
0: uh, hatchet from Toontown Mousy Bear. This hatchet allows me to smoke wherever the fuck I please. Did you know that? Look at this.
4: Yeah, well, this is a private residence, man. That's
0: right, um, man. There's that, too. Court ordered these nuts.
4: <sighs> yeah, the judge uh, had written in her decision that...
0: <gasps> her decision.
4: Yeah, Judge Ebony Scott uh, said, Cackett is a license to buy weed, but he doesn't possess a license to disrupt the full use and enjoyment of one's land. I was like, "The fuck are you saying? What does that even mean?" Like, he's got his space that he's paying rent for too. <laughs> right? Couldn't I? I would just suggest a dupe tube. I would also suggest this lady to get a life, light some candles, maybe check where the cracks are and fill them in. That's why I hate
0: apartment living anyway. Yeah. The whole time I did that, it was just always like, "All oh, these motherfuckers in these different buildings in my or different rooms in my building, they're all a liability to me." Yeah, exactly. They are all a potential threat to my freedom.
4: Yep. Even just if they uh, forget to turn their oven off or something. (laughs) It
0: sucks, though, when you're fucking young or poor or both. Like, there's not a lot of other options, you know? Yeah. So, it's just that's what makes, like, these types of court orders and smoking bans and nosy fucking Nancy's uh, a bunch of classist assholes.
4: Yep. Well, I just don't like this setting a precedent for any cases that might come later down, yeah. down the road, because you know what they like to do. They're always citing all the court cases that are ruled in their favor that they're arguing for, and mm-hmm. here we go. Here's one for uh, the prohibitionists and the, well, okay, weed is technically legal, but you can't enjoy it. You can't just go about home and enjoy it because other people live near you. Correct. So stupid. No, circus so.
0: Media correctly points out, wet towel under the door, fan on, windows closed, not that hard. Uh, no. You can get... An- a a carbon fan for kind of a reasonably cheap price like more reasonable than having to move somewhere else that's for sure yeah definitely I and mean, you just carbon filter the shit I mean there are several things you could
4: probably do yeah but I'm saying tube tube toilet paper roll dryer yeah. sheet rubber band of course blow your smoke yeah. through that you're usually good it's
0: pretty uh, pretty decent
4: yeah so um.
0: or just chief it and blow it right under her door crack be like I ain't come from me <laughs> You're the one fucking stinking like weed lady, not me.
4: Yeah. I like what C dub said in the chat too. Sue the old lady for her perfume smell. What if
0: they got a drop ceiling and you could just like put some kind of weird tube through the drop ceiling so that's just hotboxing somebody hotboxing her apartment from <laughs> your apartment? You're just blowing it all right into her shit. Like yeah. type you should stop smoking now, I'm taking you to court. Seriously. Still coming out of your place.
4: What's this? <laughs> You're trying to get me in troubles again. Just some ideas,
0: that's all. Just some ideas. So
4: the technicality of this is he's banned from smoking within 25 feet of his address or hers. Oh. And like I said, there's uh, no place that he can lawfully smoke outside. So it's not like he can just go take a walk to the sidewalk because God forbid a cop rolls by and get a fine.
0: (sighs) I would be thinking of all kinds of diabolical ways to make her life even more difficult than it was before when she just smelled weed every once in a while. That's 100% facts.
4: Yeah. And Circus Media smartly brings up in the chat vaping, because, of course, if you use a volcano, it kind of smells like burnt popcorn. Yeah, it's not, not as weed. bad. Not as bad. Anyway, in Alabama, the Medical Cannabis Commission awarded licenses...
1: Oh boy! Finally,
4: uh, sixteen licenses, all in all, out of ninety firms that applied.
1: Wow! Wow!
0: Wow!
4: And it's crazy. Their medical laws down there they forbid smoking weed or consuming it in food. So, medical patients, uh, who of course are card-carrying patients, will get to enjoy weed pills. Weed suppositories, weed oils, gels, and creams, transdermal patches, inhalable oils or liquids, tinctures and such. However, there is one exception carved out here, and this was really weird to me, so I had to dig deeper. Peach-flavored weed gummies. Okay. That's the only edible that's going to be allowed. And I guess at one point in this bill's history, uh, they said, well, you know, people obviously really like the edibles. They're easy to consume and stuff. But if we say no taste at all to keep it um, uninteresting to children, I suppose would be their logic here. Sure. It might make people gag.
0: It's going to be gross. Can you
4: imagine chewing on a gummy that ha- just tastes like, I don't know, like best case scenarios like beef gelatin right like
0: <laughs> well it's going to taste only like weed really which isn't the worst but
4: it's nice to have some flavor it's yeah. like
0: you don't have to be a child to appreciate the flavor well it's so stupid
4: some of the senators decided that the best compromise was to just go with a single flavor
0: oh my god and
4: that's why peach has been chosen as that's- the single flavor medical patients in Alabama are allowed to enjoy with gummies
0: that is a total legislator move.
4: Yeah, it is indeed.
0: Keep us safe by some arbitrary stupid shit that doesn't really keep anybody safe or change anything other than make it just a pain in the ass to do regular business.
4: Yep. Ugh. Yeah, so...
0: Thanks, yeah. legalization. It's been real swell. You know, all we wanted was to not go to jail. That was kind of the point.
4: And now look at it. I mean, you make your own... uh well, shit, you grow your own plant, still couldn't go to jail. You make your own edibles, still going to go to jail. <laughs> you smoke outside or, shit, pop a suppository in your ass outside, you're definitely going to jail. But anyway, so much fun. Uh, I wouldn't know. These companies have 14 days, two weeks, to pay their licensing fees, and the Medical Cannabis Commission there is saying they'll get the licenses issued on July 10th. So I went through all the companies that won licenses, and all but one were from Alabama. The one that wasn't was Verano, which is in many states, and they are out of Chicago. Uh, They got their hands on the juiciest of the licenses, the integrated facility license.
0: Oh, so you you can grow and sell in the same deal? Yeah,
4: they can do everything, probably. They can probably even transport it and uh, process it, and fuck, maybe they'll even test it in-house.
0: King of the castle.
4: Yeah, Crazy how that works. Must be fucking nice. Big guys. Big guys coming in. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. So, of course, uh, I expect lawsuits from the 74, some of the 74 applicants that didn't get it because the state has no way to explain how the applications were scored. It's just shrouded in mystery. Was it really a lottery where they just, you know, like put numbers in a hat and pulled some out at random? They play the Powerball. They very well might be in every state. In Colorado, Governor Jared Polis signed a bill to regulate hemp products. So now uh, you'll get a $10,000 violation if you sell any of the 50-state legal hemp stuff that has a ratio of CBD to THC that's lower than 20 to 1%. And if you get caught selling a hemp product to someone under the age of 21, you can also get slapped with that $10,000 fee or fine. So That's Officer Douche. Yep, Officer Douche. It's fucking bullshit, man! There's a bill on Governor Ned Lamont's desk in Connecticut to ban synthetic THC products. Will dronabinol be banned? You know, that's marinol. I doubt it, but that's a synthetic form of Delta-9.
0: Yeah. But uh, who makes that one?
4: Yeah, Big Pharma. Exactly. Bingo! But I just think it would be funny if that was like, well, we can't have synthetic THC at yeah. all. So, and they're considering um, THC that's derived from CBD as synthetic.
0: <laughs> okay.
4: Yeah. So Delta 8, Delta 10, all right. the stuff that you've seen in the hemp stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also limits the THC amounts per container and requires the health and safety labeling to be put on to these 50 state legal hemp products. And it replaces the federal rule of 0.3% THC on a dry weight basis with this limitation of no more than one milligram per serving in an edible and no more than five milligrams per package mm. while... Five milligrams is like a standard single dose. That's like a half doing... dose. <laughs> okay. For it's like a... the
0: very lowest threshold dose, essentially. Five. For
4: regular users, yes. Yeah. But I'm saying whenever you see studies that are done, yeah. they're using the five milligrams as like their control test dose.
0: I see. Yeah.
4: But yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah. I don't live in Connecticut, so.
0: Take 10. Now, this is the thing, like, I can see, it's, it's, it's more convenient to have, like, single-dosed out bites of whatever the fuck you have going on as your edible, right? Uh, the brownies that showed up this weekend were also from a dispensary here in Missouri. Also from, uh, as you've been calling them, the MKs. Uh, make heroism and Americade Ultra. They had these brownies that were, like, 525, I want to say milligrams in the whole package or 575 mm-hmm. over five and they were just five very small brownie chunks <laughs> right so five yeah. bites uh, 50 doses yeah essentially <laughs> i mean like we quartered them up and it was hard to cut them smaller than that but yeah. the quarter of the brownie was too <laughs> much <laughs> like it was <laughs> like like it was great don't get me wrong it was also too much like too much stony, and so like I like the idea of having better dosed out edibles for sure, because it's too easy. I've had too many friends that just don't know what the fuck they're doing, and they just start eating it, and then they're like, "Oh, it's not working. I need another one." And then all of a sudden, they like don't know how to call me back because they're freaking out, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh. So like, I get that. However, like, I don't think that fucking rules and legislation is. Really, the way to go about it. Like,
4: no, just education, Free market
0: education, best practices, and you know, people opting to say, Oh, I just want one that has you know, 10s or 20s. I mean, the quad dose Chiba chews are like 80 milligrams, and those like are a quad heavy dose. Because to me like 10, 15 is where you want to be. Anything else over that is like it's, it's challenging. I'm not saying it's ever a bad time necessarily, but it becomes a challenge when you hit
4: 20 and plus. It can easily become a psychedelic experience. Yes. Which not everyone is looking for. But as C-Dubs rightly points out in the chat, better bud tenders. You just tell the people what they're getting into. If Oh, have you taken an edible before? Yeah. Uh, Would you like to try an edible? Because then you're going to want to go for like, you know, 5 to 15 milligrams. And look at the package carefully. That doesn't mean eat everything in here because look how many fucking milligrams are in this bag entirely.
0: It'd be like drinking a whole bottle of liquor.
4: Exactly. So. Yeah.
0: Only not, because it's like, you know, you're not going to get hurt. <laughs> it's not going to fuck up your kidneys.
4: Yeah, but you have to remember that, too. And your liver. It's, but,
0: uh, you know.
4: It's hard for me to get outside of myself and remember that for a lot of people in this country, weed is a new thing.
0: Yeah. Because and they
4: waited till it was legal Even in people. state.
0: Even people who have smoked a few hits, uh, and especially all the old heads who are like, oh, yeah, I used to smoke a lot in college. Now I'm 68 uh they don 't have any fucking edible experience except for old home baked brownies off off some swag that they did when they were kids, you know which ain 't what 's going on today
4: <laughs> well there's yeah. a different
0: thing going on today,
4: and of course there's always a different thing when it comes from like a plant that was cared for and loved versus uh Like a farm of... Some kind
0: of mass-produced industrial situation, yeah.
4: In a giant warehouse that used to be a Pepsi factory or whatever. Yeah. Exactly, so... Ah, Yeah, anyway. Also in Connecticut, in this bill that has not yet been signed, uh, it would create an Office of the Cannabis Ombudsman for the medical community, so Mm -hmm. they'll have someone to go to if they have issues, um, and update the Social Equity Council uh, to help them determine which areas were disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs. And they said they're basing all their decisions on current census data. We'll see how it works out for them. If it works out like the Missouri (laughs) data that they got from the highway patrol, boy, oh boy. In Florida, the Supreme Court has given the state attorney an extra two weeks to file a brief against the proposed legalization initiative we talked about last bowl from Smart and Safe Florida.
0: Gotta have extra time to Google all their smart retorts, huh?
4: Well, we already know where she's coming from. She wants to challenge the initiative and say that it violates the single subject rule. Right. And I don't think it's hard to come up with reasons why it would. Because you can just say, here it regulates, here it goes into packaging even. I don't know, I guess packaging could fall under regulation, but <laughs> like you're you're producing it and you're selling it. Oh, as God. soon as there's...
0: Two sentences, I guess, you could just say, oh, these two sentences are different.
4: Yeah. Yeah, you could.
0: I mean, if you really want to be an asshole.
4: And I'm sure she does. as She's kicking this can down the road asking for a continuance on yeah. just filing a fucking brief. She's
0: trying to run the clock so, out, make there less time to be signatures gathered.
4: Well, they've got all their signatures... And oh, it's right. just going through a Supreme Court review, mm-hmm. and she's challenging it she's just to, get to get in get the it. way to right. prevent that review from going down to get it actually approved for the 2024 ballot.
0: Right, so it can't be voted on.
4: Exactly. Well, so,
0: and you know, if they tie up the works too long, that's another way they could run the clock out. Yep. Oh, it
4: didn't It didn't get validated by the deadline, even though you had all your shit in. Yeah, and we, and we saw th- that happen in 2020. Mm-hmm. So, um, the I will say... Um, it's nice. The judge has warned her not to seek continual delays. It's like the judge kind of sees what could potentially be going on of trying to run the clock out. So the judge has said, okay, I will give you this one extension because you claim that your office is really busy right now, but don't expect this again. Hmm. Hopefully she'll just not get it in and the Supreme court can just move forward with their review. The Kansas City Royals became the second major league baseball team to partner with a CBD company. Hmm. Yep, taking full advantage of that. Uh, the Chicago Cubs were first. But their CBD company that they partnered with has opened a lodge at Kauffman Stadium. <laughs> and they, they're like, we have fans and we have misters, and we'll teach you about CBD. Oh, <laughs> excellent. So, yeah, neat.
0: Mr. Fan.
4: Neat. And then the regulators in the show me state came out this week in defense of the micro license program, which has been under attack, of course, once the zip code map was looked at and saw that, like, the Federal Reserve was on there. And
0: it's a joke.
4: It's a joke, exactly. Like,
0: these people have their heads so deep in their ass.
4: So they, you know, there's like eight qualifications and allegedly you only need to have one of those but because there's a cap on the licenses we all know how this game is going to be played it's the
0: gotta catch them all shit you want all eight to have the best chance well
4: and also I think the licenses may already be spoken for Oh, as micro as they claim to be which also what the fuck is a micro license if you
0: micro license like you should just not have to have a license it should just be like a cottage type law you know like should oh, be yeah. You're small enough of an operator that like you don't need no fucking license. Why can't it be like that?
4: Why can't it?
0: Oh, why can't we That's have nice things? Why can't we have like free people?
4: <laughs> why well, also just think of a micro license? I'm like like a chip in my fingertip. Is that what a micro license is? Like <laughs> right oh. in
0: your micro butthole.
4: Yeah, Exactly. So in defense of the attack they came under last week from the St. Louis NAACP. They said, well, you can apply from any zip code, not just the ones that we listed. You just have to prove why you deserve the license. (laughs) Neat. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Thanks.
0: I deserve the license because... Yeah,
4: That's what they like. Fondle the balls. In Montana, Governor Greg Gianforte is facing two lawsuits over his veto... And one is from county officials, and one is from the environmental conservation group uh, behind Senate Bill 442, which, of course, reallocated how the revenue from weed sales is spent and put a lot of it into state conservation, a great place for weed money to go, in my opinion. Sure. And um, as you may recall, the governor vetoed the bill on the last day of Legislature, which was May 2nd. And his argument for or his reasoning behind that was that funding for county road construction and maintenance puts the state on the hook for expenses that are better left to local governments. Take that, morodes people. Yeah. And the Senate adjourned before his veto had been read to them or announced to them, however that happens. And so um, they're supposed to say, Oh, hey, no, we want to override that before they are dismissed, especially because this was the last day of session. Right. So when they voted to end the session, they didn't know about the veto going down and they didn't have a chance to try and override the veto, which they easily could have. Right. This bill, like almost unanimously passed. Uh, So.
0: Dirty tricks.
4: Now he's facing a lawsuit uh, that's hoping to make sure they'll have the opportunity to override the veto. Through a poll in the mail. Good. And um, I mean, unless the court compels the governor to initiate the veto override process, there's going to be a very bad precedent set here that governors from other states are going to
0: just pull dirty trick shit.
4: Yeah. Keep their eye on and think, huh, we can ignore the will of the legislature by timing our vetoes just right. And that's gross.
0: It's gross. It should be uh, procedurally impossible to do that.
4: Yeah, it should be. In Nevada, Governor Joe Lombardo has an omnibus pot bill on his desk. Uh, It does a bunch of things like doubling, more than doubling, the legal possession amount from one ounce to two and a half ounces. Oh, boy. It says that recreational stores don't need medical licenses to serve patients. Uh, They get an auto-dual license, and then it reduced the fees on licenses, um it reinstates that patients are exempt from state excise tax at the recreational stores. And uh it says that no medical licenses will be issued or renewed after January 1st of 2024 except in jurisdictions that opted out of recreational shops. Mm. So there they'll allowed to operate as medical only.
0: Overall, it sounds like uh,
5: It's a step in the right direction, after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction, after all.
4: Yeah, it also allows people with prior felonies to work in the can of biz. So, like, that's neat, you know? Maybe people who got caught with weed before it was uh, state legal can work with the stuff they know really well. That would be cool. Um, and then it also has this Cannabis Advisory Commission. It's already put together, but this omnibus bill would require them to study the potential effects of removing weed from the Controlled Substances Act.
0: Oh, study, yeah. study, study.
4: Study, study, study. I hope that they uh, their study comes out with what I think, <laughs> you know, like my opinion on it and how great and wonderful it would be. I want my weed. Yeah, me. I want my weed, too. But I'm in the bowl, so there's plenty of weed. We're all good. You got your weed. In Oklahoma, Governor Kevin Stitt vetoed an omnibus medical weed reform bill that came to his desk. It would have required businesses to apply for a temporary license before just getting uh, the permanent one, I guess, so that they can prove that they're going to do things legally. (laughs) Okay. Um, It would have implemented a tiered licensing fee for growers. And, uh, well... It could still be overridden uh, when the lawmakers return to session in February 2024. In Oregon, Governor Tina Kotek has a bill on her desk with the aim of uh, fighting illegal grows. And the Associated Press did a long write-up on it about how (sighs) people who are growing illegally uh, just destroy the environment. You know, it's all pollution and garbage and drained water tables where there's illegal grows. No one does it right. And these landowners are getting letters in the mail. They're offering cash to use their land to grow weed illegally. And uh, when the land gets raided, well, the landowners don't take down the hoop houses or pick up the garbage or clean up the poop from the latrines outside. So um, I don't know how a bill is really going to fix this, you know? But... Last year, Oregon, last year in Oregon, last year in Oregon, a hundred tons of pot that were grown without a license were, you know, raided and destroyed. So, this just places the responsibility into the landowners' court if an illegal grow is found on their land. Which uh, I kind of thought that's how it worked the whole time.
0: Yeah, that's a bit weird, huh?
4: Yeah. So, but then there's this part. It prohibits use of rivers or groundwater at illegal sites, and it criminalizes seizing the identity papers of migrant workers who tend the plants or threaten to report them for deportation. So if you find an illegal alien or, you know, an undocumented immigrant working at a weed grow that's not licensed, you can't get them in trouble. (laughs) Is how I read that. Weird. They're protected under this bill. Okay. It's the perfect job. Yeah. Now. It's like, hey, all of you uh, undocumented workers. Grow some weed. Grow some weed. Exactly. (laughs) Fantastic. uh, Holy shit. Yeah. Quite interesting what that bill proposes to do. And she hasn't signed it yet as of this bull, but I predict she will soon. Um... Yeah, it says, like, local governments can file a claim of lien against property if the owner doesn't take care of the cleanup. And uh, it's just weird because in Oregon there's also too much legal product that they're complaining about. You know, they're all backed up. They can't get legal products to move off the shelves. So prices are going down and profits are down. Um, and here they are worrying about the black market when clearly they have more uh, important issues they should be taking care of. But whatever. What do I know? Also in Oregon, it seems as though the federal government is opening an investigation into the former Secretary of State Shamia Fagan, who was of course working mm-hmm. with a weed company, Lamota, um, looking into other states and you know how they could expand. She had a consulting gig with them and she recused herself, but only after she had taken advice from the owners of that company as to how the state should go about auditing, you know, the weed industry. So a little conflict of interest, and yeah, you know, she resigned. Um, but as the report from Oregon Live says, this is all coming from sources briefed on the matter. So we're supposed to believe it's a whistleblower saying, hey, yeah, she's under federal investigation now for this. Right. Maybe they're trustworthy, maybe they're not, but <laughs> I don't really trust a va- anonymous sources no. at this point in my life. No. It's like, hmm, okay. It
0: smells like bullshit.
4: Yep. We'll see. I mean, she already lost both of her jobs. Isn't that, like, punishment enough?
0: You would think so.
4: No, they got to make a, you know, a whole thing out of her. Yep. In South Dakota, there's a lawmaker who's really anti-weed, so he decided to get a medical card at a pop-up clinic to go on this fact-finding mission I guess prove how horrible the medical industry is and how just anyone can get a license. Um, But that's as far as his story goes so far. Uh, He's proud to write about it. Oh, yeah, I just walked in. I just got my card. It was like no big cheese. And um, he's working through his tenure, to narrow the qualifications of who can get a medical card. All I have to say to him is, hey, have fun losing your constitutional right to bear arms, man. Whatever. Yeah. Signed yourself up on a database for a drug that you don't even plan to use, and now you have to suffer the consequences that everyone under prohibition who signed up to be in that database suffers. That's smart. Not. Yeah. Don't elect people like that.
0: Seems not worth it.
4: And finally, I have a story out of Virginia with a clip. Katie Orndoff testifying against her former partner in September of
5: 2021 when the judge criticized her demeanor, the way she was answering questions, asking if she was under the influence. Orndoff admitted she'd smoked
4: marijuana earlier. Judge Orndoff? James Fisher Is issuing day? a summary contempt order having her arrest. Orndoff.
0: Orndoff. Oh,
4: yeah, it's not much better.
0: I thought She kept saying horndog.
4: No, no, no off.
0: You hear what you want to hear?
4: Hey, hey. Fisher issuing a summary contempt order, having her arrested on the spot, ordering a blood draw be done.
3: I going to sentence you to 10 days in the county jail. I'm going to you to the custody.
4: Me? Um, what? Oh, my God,
3: I, what, I, didn't, no, I, I didn't even do anything. Uh,
4: <laughs> but attorney Thomas Pluffson, taking on the case pro bono appealed. This week, the Virginia Court of Appeals overturning the misdemeanor conviction writing, the circuit court impermissibly exercised the power of summary contempt in violation of Ms. Orndoff's rights to notice of the contempt charge, a fair hearing, and representation by counsel.
5: It's not just a moral victory, it removes the stain of criminal conviction. She was made to feel that she had done something wrong by coming forward, and she's validated.
3: When Katie Orndoff was jailed, a mistrial was called, but the man accused in the case eventually pleaded guilty to misdemeanor assault and battery.
4: So this poor woman goes up to testify against an ex-boyfriend or whatever who beat her, right. you know, mm-hmm. and then gets thrown in the slammer for admit telling the judge when he asks, yes, I smoked a little weed or used a little weed, you know, what was she supposed to do, commit perjury?
0: Fucking incredible, dude. I couldn't
4: believe that. So, I mean, at least that's been overturned, but my goodness. Just makes you sick. Shocking. Especially, yeah, when she's there. Outrageous. You're like, what? What did I do? I didn't do anything. It's like, you really didn't. I mean, coming in to testify against You answered against a someone, question
0: under oath. That was all you did. Yeah,
4: honestly, which is what you're supposed to do. You swear to do. and it's Ten days like,
0: in the lockup because you fucking answered a question a certain way. Yeah, it's totally... Runs roughshod over due process and right to counsel and all kinds of shit, man. That's, like, fucking alarming. Can you imagine? Like, it's no. already it's already not cool to go in and testify. It's already, like, the deck very stacked against you to want to do that in any situation. But, exactly. god damn. Yeah, well, I'm glad they got that sorted eventually, but that's fucking crazy.
4: I know. I know. She still had to sit in there for ten days, you know, so...
0: Talk. she should get some like money from that judge or something
4: yeah she should that's Judgey a- money. <laughs> that's all i've got for behind the curtain tonight
0: beautiful beautiful uh well i got word from the dear good rev uh cyber trucker that uh there will be no metal moment today
4: and we gotta send him some moving karma
0: that's right so uh everybody out there he's loading his truck up for the move and needs some uh, moving karma so moving, carving, to you, Rev.
4: Yeah. Love you, Rev.
0: You got some uh, Rev karma for moving somewhere.
4: Where the hell did go? Oh. There it is. Uh,
0: but that means that it's time to play a little game. We like to play every week. We call it... First time I ever. First time I ever. First time we ever did a thing. And we change the thing every week to a new thing. And then you talk about that thing. And this week, the thing is, the first time I ever fired a gun, click, click, kapoo, and uh, I believe we already have a voicemail coming in for this.
4: I see an unread boost, too, while you're pulling that up. Oh, geez, May you're I right. Read it?
0: Yes, absolutely. Please do.
4: We got a 9999 boost on Fountain from Lavish, who says, Big Chief Apartment Smoke Boost.
0: Big Chief Apartment Smoke. <laughs> Beautiful.
4: Well, way better read than mine.
0: I don't know why I did a Japanese guy instead of a native guy. Now I'm canceled. Thanks, Twitch. Huh. Thank you, Lavish. Uh, I'm sorry. Here's our caller, lined up and ready to rock.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a very enjoyable uh, ball of buds. I guess it would kind of ish be. Yeah, it's a ball of for buds. The, for, for the birthday of Officially. Mr. Spencer. Uh, yeah, I was listening to that last night and this morning. So anyways, nice. glad you enjoyed uh, yeah. it. Actually, that was the first podcast I was listening to today. Well, yeah, first podcast I was listening to today. So I started my day off with you guys. Beautiful. Anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, first gun I ever shot. I mean, clearly, used like a cap gun. And uh, like okay. paper rolls. Yep, yep. Because, I mean, those are cheaper, and that's what we had. I and mean, we had like a little six-shooter. You get way more shots, too. My brother and I, we had like those six-shooter, uh, obviously fake, but like six-shooter cap guns. And uh, using those, and then... Uh, My buddy had one of the ones where it was like a, there were like six or eight where it was like the orange circle with the little, little caps in there. But, uh, I feel like those are, yeah, maybe they were louder. I'm not sure, but like probably more pricey and stuff like that versus like you get a whole roll of something. But, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, of course the super soakers, the actual brand super soaker, not just the squirt gun, you know, and then other squirt guns. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I would like to get a concealed weapons from it, but uh just time and resources and priority and whatnot, so yeah. Uh gotta get a, like to get a different gun and uh things of that nature. So anyway, yeah. So there we be. Uh well I'm gonna go hang out with the nieces and the nephews, so watch in for a little while after work here, so all right. I love the guys. It's dangerous. And, uh, you know, whether or not you're in a room with 12 mics or, or you're in a room with two mics, or you're in a room with no microphones, not even your phone phone, go ahead and give a big old
4: caca caca Cacao. Thank, Thank you, you. Caller.
0: Thank you. That's a great one. Great one. I remember cap guns. Yeah, you definitely got the, the rolls, not the plastic spinning shit. The rolls were just like less trash and more shots. Like there were more fucking, you get 500 shots on a roll and those little plastic rings, man, they would either give you six shots or eight shots per, mm. per ring. And even if you got 10 fucking rings, it's only 80 shots, man. Eh. Rolls all the way. Rolls all the way to do it. And sometimes you just get sick of the fucking gun and just start smacking them with a hammer on the sidewalk.
4: There's another thing. Another
0: thing that happened. Another thing that happened. What's the first gun you ever shot? <laughs>
4: well, the first gun I ever shot, I suppose, would be a little cap gun, except for it's not Actually, like...
0: I'm sorry. The first time you ever fired a gun is technically okay. the question.
4: The first time I ever fired a gun was this wooden gun from the some gift shop in New Hampshire, okay. of course. And, you know, I almost want to say it was from Clark's Trading Post. Uh, Because uh-huh. they had like a little western section and It was a wooden gun And it had a hole at the end And then it had this little rubber cap like object Right on a string That oh, went yeah. into the gun And then you pulled the trigger and it went
0: Yeah like a cork gun
4: A cork gun yes thank you yeah. My pop wasn't coming through the microphone I'm very bummed about that Yes that's the sound it made It just did a little Yeah I can hear it Oh that's good that's all that matters <laughs> Screw the listeners out there. They can but, hear it. Uh, yeah, so just a little, what did you call it? Pop gun? Cork gun. Cork gun. Yeah, cork gun. Yeah. And then I had a, a bathtub water gun.
0: Okay. What did it look? But
4: it was blue see-through plastic with an orange tip, just so that you know it's the fake gun and not mm. a real gun. Yeah. You know, and then I would just, uh, there was like the little rubber stopper on the top of it and you'd lift that up and put it under the water and then fill up with water and yep. you'd pull the trigger and just squirt squirt yeah. it was a teeny tiny one it was like the size of uh my palm as a child yeah so i know i have baby hands but imagine baby baby hands like <laughs> on that size <laughs> baby baby definitely made in china mm. it was just a shitty little toy gun our kids would destroy it in one day But that thing stayed in the bath with me all the time. (laughs) That's my bathtub joy. Nice. Shooting bad guys from the bathtub, you know, Mm -hmm. ready for anything.
0: What of a proper gun, though?
4: The first time I ever fired a proper gun was, I I was eight, and it was in the backyard with my grandpa, and it was a long rifle, like a twenty-two. Yeah. And I did not want to shoot it. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> because i grew up in massachusetts and i was taught to fear guns yeah. and I, I also have always had an issue with loud noises so those cap guns that you talk about freak me the fuck out the pop it fireworks that you throw on the ground and they pop freak me the fuck out like yeah. i uh used to as a kid i was very scared of loud noises fireworks didn't like it had to be inside put me under the blankets. Like. Just scared of loud noises. So I really didn't want to fire the gun. And my grandpa was like, okay, well, what if, like, we had ear protection on too, right? you know? But he's like, I'm going to fire it first. And then you'll see, like, it's not that loud. And it really wasn't. Yeah. And I eventually took the headphones off and was just firing it at little targets that we made in the backyard. Like, no big deal. Yeah. It was just getting my hands on it the first time Mm -hmm. after all the propaganda of like guns kill and like these stories of kids shooting themselves and i was traumatized i had to work through the trauma that day i mean it probably took me damn near an hour to put my hands on it that's how fucked up i was about guns damn not at all like i am now it's like hey you gotta squeeze that trigger maybe even Push a safety over to have Sam, something happen with the concealed carry.
0: Sam was the same way. He was like irrationally afraid.
4: Yeah, uh, are yeah, guess it's, it's like I thought the gun was going to turn around and shoot me somehow. Yeah, and I don't even know why. Like <clears throat> just the. I remember gun
0: sitting there with no one touching it.
4: Is a was liability enough to make
0: him like wince and like walk around differently? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, dude, it's laying there on the table, man. Yeah. You can, like, the action is open. You can see that it's not even loaded. Like, you can just stand here and see it's not loaded, dog. Calm down. <laughs> oh, man.
4: It's like I was just taught every gun is loaded. Mm hmm. You know? And it wasn't like, here's how a gun works. Here's how you load it. Here's yeah. how you'd put it apart. I didn't, I wasn't educated. I was under informed. Yeah,
0: it's good for and the, uh,
4: fed the trauma based entertainment, the
0: fear and trauma. It's good for business. Yeah. And control.
4: Yeah, I should have been way more scared of learning to drive than shooting a gun. <laughs> Definitely. And I, I was pretty scared of cars, too, because car accidents. <laughs> you
0: know what? This next caller ain't scared.
4: Mm-hmm. Bowlers!
2: Hola, amigos.
1: Hola, ¿qué pasa? Hola,
2: boloritos. Hola, boloritas. Uh yeah man I'm stoned uh the first time I ever <laughs> fired a gun is that still the f type?
5: We're stoned That's yes, the it one is. it
2: is i'll answer if it's not I'll answer it it is uh, i was i was five or six, and it was a four ten shotgun whoa and we were out at a deer leaf of my uh my aunts and uncles and uh there's a lot of us there and uh yeah, yeah. I didn't want to fire the fucking little 22 pistol. I wanted the fucking 410 shotgun, and that's what I got to shoot. I don't remember if I hit anything, I think I just, like fucking shot it a couple of times. I don't remember much about it, other than thinking, wow, that's loud. I want to do it again.
1: Hell yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, my brain don't worky. Maybe I should smoke more. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When in doubt, smoke it out. Open smoke where my
3: money goes. (laughs) Uh,
0: We have a follow-up. Ooh. I think the collar did smoke enough.
3: Oh, man.
4: Oh, man. I think I got a
0: stick (laughs) in my anus.
2: (laughs) What, your anus? (laughs) Our anus.
0: Our anus, comrade.
2: In all seriousness, I think there's a way for the 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 scientific nerdy types that don't like the Uranus jokes when <laughs> referring to the solar system's seventh planet. Yeah, you could just call it Uranus to distinguish it from Uranus.
0: Uranus, yeah, Uranus, yep.
2: which reminds me of a recent discovery about an unknown like giant. Lizard. I really enjoyed butt sex. Uranosaurus.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is an ending for you. <laughs> uh,
0: this is going to
1: keep going.
0: Uranosaurus. Fantastic. Yeah, that's what they said in Schoolhouse Rock. Uranus. Because that's always been a lose-lose, right? It's, it's Uranus, supposedly, is like the brightest way to say it, I think. Is that true? But then there was like Uranus. People would say Uranus in school, but it's still urine.
4: Urine, yep. And us. Or you're in us. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uranus. Like like Rick Uranus. That's the perfect way. Oh, man, I remember pretty much all the first guns. Because I think straight up first gun was, for me, also a cork gun. I had totally forgotten about those even existing until you brought them up.
4: The lamest of the guns. But I had one, like, but
0: probably got it right before I could even talk. Wow. I got it, like, super young. Was as soon as you could, like, work the stupid pop thing. Pop, 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 pop. Probably from Cracker Barrel or something. They always <laughs> have them there. Uh, What else? So next was a laser gun that made some awful digital noises.
4: Oh, nice. Like, wee, 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 wow, wow.
0: Stupid shit like that. Just, like, 12 different annoying sounds, maybe two of which sounded like a laser gun, you know? Um, the m- batteries mysteriously disappeared from that after I had it for, like, three days.
4: Oh, that's crazy. I wonder how that could have ever possibly happened. I don't
0: know, man. They just, like, weren't there. Just stopped working. Who gave my-
4: you that gun? <laughs> uh,
0: I don't think it was my parents. I don't think they were foolish enough to do it. I think it was one of their friends or something like that.
4: Yeah. that always Or a family
0: member. Bo- I don't exactly remember.
4: It boggles my mind. noisy toys like that you're like (laughs) do you have children no purpose
0: other than well they will meet the hatchet (laughs) (laughs) yes uh then what was your next gun next was rubber band gun the kind where you got a big hunk of wood they're not really that far in shape from the the cork the cork guns Hmm. but you don't slide them in and out they just have paper clips on the back or i mean sorry clothespins they get clothespins at the back of the gun and then a groove at the front of the gun where you just hold the rubber band in and then you hook them into the clothespins and then to sh- fire it, you just lift the clothespin up, you know. So, I don't know. Overall, those are pretty lame, I've f- I f- I found. I didn't really... wasn't that crazy about them. Yeah. Then, I think the next thing would have been the cap gun, like our boy Christopher Battles was talking about. Yeah. And I only had rolls growing up... I, I got the cap gun because I was a cowboy for Halloween and I wanted to look like the realest possible cowboy. So then I had two little cap gun, Colt revolver looking things, you know? Nice. Next was BB gun.
4: Yes. Okay. That's that would have awesome. been in the
0: Cub Scouts. We shot BB guns starting in the Cub Scouts. And uh, I always loved doing that shit. You only get like, you know, five shots at a time to hit this target and whatever. Then you'd rotate around. So it was like real limited, but you got to hit a target and actually like improve and practice and stuff. So I always loved that. Uh, then the first actual gun firearm that I ever shot was a 22, just like you in uh, the Boy Scouts. I can't remember when they let you shoot the fucking little rifles. So I think you're 13, maybe 14, maybe 12, something like that. And I never was around one anywhere else. So that was like the only place I get to shoot, you know? Yeah. I didn't have no guns in my house growing up.
4: Are the guns just, like, owned by the Boy Scout troops?
0: Uh, Usually you would do that at, like, some kind of a camp. And so it would be property of the camp.
4: Oh, okay. Neat.
0: Like a summer camp type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They also did black rifle in the Scouts and uh, shotgun shooting. Now, the rifles and the shotguns, there's merit badges associated with each one of those. Rifle shooting and shotgun shooting merit badges, so... The whole point of taking those at camp is to get those merit badges.
4: You caught them all? All the merit badges?
0: Uh no, no. I didn't earn every merit badge there was to add. But well, all the ones about shooting all the ones about shooting shit, yeah. Yeah. Got all the ones about shooting shit. They used to have a merit badge back in like forties scouts called stalking. Uh, sure, and, uh, like
4: listening for animals. Yeah like exactly. hunting. I
0: always thought that would be a kick ass badge to get. I don't know when they did away with that, but at some point, the stalking merit badge went away. Shocking. I Couldn't believe it. Uh, I will always, though, believe this next caller.
4: Uh, <laughs> uh oops. oh! Oops. whoops.
0: Uh, what? Why is it? You gotta shake it. What the? Uh-oh. What happened? <coughs> What'd he do? I think he's trying to call us from his bong again.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Let's see if you got it figured out.
3: I don't know. What, I, I don't know if the last
0: voicemail went through.
3: It, I don't know. My phone started making a weird noise. It was very high pitched. Uh oh. Wine coming out of the phone.
0: They're activating that. Um,
3: Goddamn. If you already listened to that one, just disregard it. Okay. Um,
0: I already <laughs> forgot it even happened.
3: Uh. Anyways, uh, first time I ever shot a gun. Sorry, I almost forgot to call in. done already. Uh, first time I ever shot a gun would have been a pellet rifle, uh, the cousin had. Uh, I don't know if that really counts as a gun. Hmm. Okay, I'll count it. But, uh, then we went, uh, after he got that gun, we ended up going hog wild, just like, <clears throat> shooting all sorts of stuff, uh, that we probably shouldn't have done.
0: Yeah. Uh. Dry but after bombs? that,
3: uh, the, next, the first time I shot a real gun, uh... My dad had a twenty two uh, it was a bolt action uh twenty two I used to shoot with that all the time nice. like a little long rifle yeah. uh gun but uh the odd thing is is that when I took a like, counter safety and a shooting class, I took it in the uh the gymnasium of my elementary school, so I actually shot guns in my elementary school. Whoa. <clears throat> to get hunter, hunter safety certified so yeah. they can go out and kill animals with guns. Because you need that. Uh, but no, you should have some sort of gun safety if you're... Yeah. It's always, it's always good to take and it's always good to learn from somebody who's had a lot of uh, gun safety uh, precautions and people that know how to uh, shoot correctly to so they can correct you so you're not just sitting there... Uh, blowing through ammo but that's what a two's for I <laughs> just keep blowing through ammo or a pellet rifle nowadays cause like uh, rounds are expensive hard to find yeah
0: truth so,
3: anyways love you both in the
2: bowl
0: ah in the bowl
4: in the bowl we love you I love you Ned Ned
0: oh fantastic I was just reminded of the other guns that I forgot about Oh. Like water guns. Yeah. I think I the first water gun I ever had was like a legit super soaker pump-up gun. Probably not, though. I probably had some birthday party type tiny plastic bullshit water pistol. I just don't have much memory of it.
4: Yeah, that's what I had. And, of course, we mustn't leave out Nerf guns. You know,
0: it was a long time before I shot a Nerf gun. Oh, really? Maybe maybe at my neighbor's house or something. I never had Nerf guns, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then a uh, potato gun was mentioned in the chat before. You ever shot a potato
4: gun off? Never have I ever shot a potato gun off. There's
0: a couple of types of potato guns, and they make little pistols that you can just cock back and stab into a potato and then pull the thing, and it boom, pushes out just with a little <laughs> spring-loaded air pressure oh, Yeah. and shoots a little piece of potato. But these fucking potato bazookas were what uh, my redneck friends were really into making. You just build them out of... Uh, PVC, and then you'd smash a potato on the end of this PVC pipe, and boom, now you got your potato mortar shell, whatever, and then there's a screw on the back that screws off, and you unscrew it, and you just spray the fucking shit out of it with hairspray, and you screw it back on, and then there's a grill igniter built into (laughs) the thing, right? Just the red button off a goddamn grill. So you just go clink, 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 until the hairspray explodes pushes the potato out of your pvc pipe and then thunks against whatever you aimed it at trees cows nice pretty much it that's the only things worth shooting
4: i remember seeing something like that at a pumpkin patch Uh, oh yeah
0: i think yeah you're right you could
4: shoot like the rotten apples and their broken pumpkins and stuff out of it and it was like a big cannon um, but yeah, we mustn't forget paintball guns, mm. airsoft guns,
0: paintball, airsoft. There's almost like an F tie for all of these. isn't
4: Laser, there? like laser tag guns. Does that count?
0: Also. Oh, sure. Laser yeah. tag guns. Geez, there
4: is an F tie for all of these. Um. Also.
0: Well, I haven't found the F tie list still famously lost. Mm. As lost as that fucking key maybe mm. to the Airbnb, but I thought. Not next week, because we just did a gun one, but first time I was ever at gunpoint. Uh That might be an interesting one.
4: Yeah, I think that would be an interesting one. I'll write it down reluctantly.
0: Someday we'll pull it out.
4: Like, oh, good, let's do it. Yeah. Uh,
0: I feel like we had another one lined up already for this week. Didn't we do, like, a twofer back-to-back? Uh, while we think about it, we did get
1: another voicemail.
4: Oh, all right. Spencer,
1: hello. Hello. Lorian, hi. Hi. First gun I would have shot. I don't know if you would technically call it a gun, but it would have been my uncle's compound bow. Okay, uh, he okay. Was showing me when we went up one Christmas time ish to go just visit. Uh, stay up back at his property and got his bow off and shot him at the targets and stuff, and I was sold immediately. Uh, <laughs> very much in- enjoy shooting stuff. Um, from there would have been like uh picking up a BB rifle um we got uh started getting into the reenacting stuff so shooting the muskets and whatnot both um with blanks and live rounds or musket balls um some 22s that was with 4H and then uh it's like uh, I think it was 20 gauge for uh, skeet skeet shooting I was all done through 4-H 4-H was pretty cool uh, had a good time doing it I miss it
5: Pew pew
4: <laughs> pew, pew pew boobies Black powder boobie uh, Oh man <clears throat> Fletcher said first time I ever lost a list I
0: see that one that's a pretty great one
4: I I found uh, I had typed up here in a little note to self Yes. First time I ever went on the internet Oh yeah but also, first time I ever lit a road flare.
0: That's right. I remember where there was like a couple that we...
4: And then I, ha- oh, I have two more here. First time I ever had a gay experience. Oh, yeah. And the first time I ever spanked someone.
0: Hmm. First time I ever was on a list. You never know when you're on the list. You just always have a pretty good idea. Uh, I like the first time I ever gone on the internet. What did you say? Went on the internet. I
4: said, first time I ever went on the internet. Went. Is what I have written on down. The
0: internet. Went in quotes, like first time I ever went on the internet.
4: Uh, okay, if that's how you want me to type it out. <laughs> no. I'm just
0: kidding, I'm fucking with you.
4: I'm updating the topic in the chat now so that C Dubs doesn't have to spank me later.
0: Oh, nice. Wouldn't want that. Uh, I know what we would want, though.
2: Yeah, fuck it, dude.
0: Let's go bowling.
4: Yeah, let's go bowling. I'm in. I'm always in to go bowling. It's so much fun. Oh, let's see what happened this week on the lanes. Do you remember? Spencer? Oh, what? Hello, Booberry. Come in, Booberry.
0: What? What was that all about?
4: I don't know. But do you remember the story I brought a few bowls back? I think it was episode. Oh,
0: hang on. I'm sorry. He uh, left an extra one. Oh. And uh, I was typing in the wrong field, and I was just hitting the space bar over and over, and eventually <laughs> replayed his last one. But he has a follow-up.
1: Oh, shit. If laser tag and stuff like that counts, then I recant my first voicemail, Ooh. and instead offer up the Nintendo Zapper Light Gun. Oh, nice. Dan Ducks and that Dan Dog for the Duck Hunt game on the Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs>
4: Hell yeah. Quackity quack. Hell yeah. We're, we're going to have to do like laser tag as an F tie eventually, you realize?
0: Oh, yeah. So I've got great laser tag stories, actually.
4: Yeah. So, a couple bowls back around episode 245, we talked about this guy who had broken the world record for staying underwater. He had been down there 74 days. Ah, yeah, I remember. the record, and uh, he's submerged in a lodge 30 feet below the surface in Key Largo uh, without depressurization. And he wasn't coming up on that record-breaking day. He was staying to 100 days for the Marine Resources Development Foundation. They had this project he's a part of, Project Neptune 100. Uh, This guy goes by the name of Dr. Deep Sea. He's a professor at the University of South Florida with a doctorate in biomedical engineering and a retired U.S. naval officer. So anyways, his 100 days was up, and he's back on land, enjoying the sunshine. So hopefully they'll have something interesting to tell us about how the human body and mind respond to all that exposure to pressure. Yeah. And being in an isolated environment like that, without the sun, that freaks me out. Not having the sun touch my skin every day. Yeah, it's like, hmm? I agree. Like I, I want to go outside and breathe beautiful, fresh, clean air, motherfucker. He can't even leave his environment for a swim. He's just stuck in there.
0: I like fresh air, motherfucker. Yeah.
4: So, he's out, and we'll see what comes of all that. It's good. Yeah, you got to
0: sun your balls, man.
4: Yeah, exactly. Air it out. Mm-hmm. There's another story we discussed not that long ago on episode 243 where this Australian surfer found himself in a part of Indonesia that <laughs> is under Sharia law. And he happened to get drunk on a little vodka after being out in the sun all day and ran around naked Pushing people off of their motorcycles and injuring them and stuff. Do you remember that story? Yeah, but... Yeah, so anyway, the that, guy... Wait,
0: this is different. This is different from the nobody died bitch, right?
4: Correct. Yeah. Yeah, okay. the nobody died bitch was last week. This That's was right. This was a while back. A while back, yeah. Seven bowls ago, <laughs> if one can remember that many bulls back.
5: Yeah, I remember.
4: Yeah, well, anyway... He is the first foreigner to successfully resolve a case through restorative justice in that province. And he apologized, and he is being deported. No. He didn't have to get a lashing from the cane or go to jail or anything. Wow. Yeah. So I think he had a great attorney All he you found have, over there.
0: All he had to say it was, uh, sorry, Daddy.
4: Well, he had said sorry when we...
0: I remember Covered
4: the story. I mean, yeah, they had him on all the local news. Tell -hmm. us you're a bad boy. Tell us you're a bad boy. I'm really sorry I was a bad boy. I really was bad. Uh, But he went to the... The guy on the motorcycle was a fisherman, so he approached the relatives and apologized to them personally. And he also paid them $20,000 to cover his surgery. He had broken bones and also... Uh, some kind of infection in his leg that broke so the surfer covered all of those expenses and said sorry sorry to the point where now they've told him hey anytime you want to come back here you can stay with us you're family now so i don't know if i'd be going back if i were him but that's cool that's cool at least they're family now in minnesota on your birthday, actually, oh, there was a semi that overturned on the highway, and it was carrying fifty pigs who uh all got loose when that thing tipped damn at seven thirty five in the morning in little Canada of all places, ah, oh. yeah, so anyways, that of course backed up the morning rush hour traffic for more than a mile. Ten of the pigs died, some were injured, but all of them were rounded up successfully. <laughs> and most importantly, the truck driver was not hurt. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Did you see the giant ducks that were drugged by boat to I, Hong Kong?
0: I can't say that I have.
4: Oh, well, they look like bathtub ducks, except for they're like 59 feet tall. Whoa. Yeah. They were created by a Dutch artist. Well, anyway, everyone got excited and went to see them, only to find that one of them was flat. I guess that the duck had overstretched due to the heat and uh, rising air pressure, and so the staff that's curating that exhibit, let's call it this art project, thought, you know, this could get risky, That duck could blow, and then we would all be sitting ducks here. (laughs) So let's just loosen the seams and let all the air out to avoid any potential risks. (laughs) (laughs) So people came from all over to see these giant ducks, but they only got one.
0: Damn.
4: Yeah. Duck the luck. Someone in Kansas had really good luck, though. Oh? Yeah. He went crappie fishing, and he brought his live scope, which he dropped into the water, And he started seeing something really weird, an anomaly down there. He thought, what the hell is that? Mm -hmm. Turned out it was a Jeep, and there were huge crappie (laughs) on the hood of it. So he was like, well, all right. Caught a few big crappie, then called the authorities because he's like, hey, there's this Jeep underwater here. And um, divers from the fire department and a tow service came down to pull it out from the lake. And it was a 1983 Jeep CG7 that had been reported stolen in 1990, which is 33 years ago. I am well aware. (laughs) So uh, they actually were able to get in touch with the owner that had reported it stolen in 1990. They live in Arkansas now. And um, the insurance claim had been paid out on it. So it's actually up to the insurance company what to do with it. But fishing dude from Kansas was like, hey, I want to hear the story behind this Jeep. I want to, you know, solve the mystery. Who took it and dumped it here? Um, and the authorities were like, okay, well, we've given your information to that previous owner. And uh, if they want to get in touch with you, they will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice.
4: So, you know, crappie. That's how you say that fish name, right? Yeah, that's right. It's not a crappy fish.
0: No, it's crappie. You're right.
4: Okay. Nailed it. Someone might have thought they had a crappy find, but I don't think so. This is a California husband and wife who were going through the wife's father's house. I guess the guy may have been a hoarder. Oh. She says he kept everything. That's what hoarders do. they were crawling through this crawl space, pulling shit out of it when they started finding loose pennies on the floor. And eventually, crawling deep enough into the crawl space, they found... Dozens of bank bags filled with pennies. One million pennies, in fact. So that's like, what, $10,000?
2: Yeah. I like money, though. In
4: pennies. But these aren't the modern zinc pennies, these are pure copper pennies. Ooh. And some of these bank bags still have these like lead uh, ties on them. You know, like totally unopened, Dang. straight from the bank in banks that don't even exist anymore. So collectors have been reaching out to them since they brought the story public. Of eh, you know, took us two hours to load our trucks with all these bags of pennies. We don't really want a million pennies sitting around, but it seems a shame to bring them to Coinstar. Right? You know, no, collectors shit. collectors are like, hey, don't don't fucking yeah. do that. No okay, shit. like you think it's worth ten thousand when you just count the pennies, but. Oh, probably dude, worth it's a worth, worth a, more a than small that.
0: fortune, yeah. Yeah. Shit. Come on, man.
4: One of those pennies could be worth 10000 if you get lucky enough. But um, they've decided that they would like to sell all the pennies together for $25,000 to whoever will come pick them up.
0: What are you doing tomorrow? Uh, yeah, right. Take a sick day.
4: I guess we're driving to California, getting a million pennies.
0: <laughs> Somebody's probably already loading it up, man.
4: Yeah, they've got to be. If we're
0: talking about it, it's too late
4: exactly and it was on national news so come on i mean come on
0: 25 seems like they're lowballing themselves that's all i'm saying
4: that's what i thought too but clearly they just don't want to be bothered clearly no doubt something wasn't so clear in ecuador this week a man brought his mom to the hospital on friday because she was unresponsive and the team there said well it looks like she might have possibly had a stroke or a uh, you know went into cardiopulmonary arrest And she wasn't responding to resuscitation, so she inevitably was declared dead. And they brought her body to a funeral home, and the son called the family together to hold a wake later that night. Well, it's a damn good thing he did, because five hours into the wake, the coffin started a-shaking, and there were weird noises, and his mom was awake and alive. It sounded so freaky, too, that he said that they had the body wrapped in these sheets, and, you know, they could see the sheet moving in and out of her mouth from the breathing. Like, a, Oh, my God. A mommy mummy. Yeah, freaky. So they rushed her back to the hospital. Uh, but as of the last update of this story, she's 76 years old. She was in serious condition uh, yesterday, intubated, and the doctors haven't given them a very hopeful prognosis.
0: Damn! So she's gonna have to die twice. Yeah, that's crazy. But
4: actually, die this time. Yeah, that sounds that is just horrifying to me.
0: I've I've uh freaked myself out thinking about that sometimes. Yeah, like they're trying to bury you and you ain't dead type thing.
4: Mm-hmm. You ever had one of those buried alive dreams? Yeah, yeah, definitely uncomfortable. You might like scratch so hard with your nails to get out and you know there's like no hope because the dirt's so heavy on top of whatever box you're in and then your nails are like peeling off backwards and bleeding and shit yeah i've had those dreams
0: (laughs) not pleasant
4: no not pleasant at all they used to tie bells you know to like the fingers of the deceased Mm -hmm. and like uh just in case just in case right like yes well at least then if you wake up and you're not dead and you're six feet under We'll hear the ding-a-ling of the bell, and we can go get you. Yep.
0: Go get that ding-a-ling.
4: <laughs> Good idea. In Ohio, some firefighters were trying to get an old cornerstone from a retired fire station that was about to be demolished when they found much more than they were in- expecting. You know what they found? What? A time capsule. <laughs> It's a good thing they were going for that cornerstone and having a hell of a time finding it because that time capsule could have been demolished along with the place. Yeah. And no one would ever know. Uh, but it seems it was from the first fire chief wow. at that station. Yeah, the Marion Fire Department in Ohio. And it was, there was a letter in it from him dated July 20th, 1905. And also in this copper box were badges, an invite to some fireman games, which I guess still go on today, and four newspapers. So they've decided to make their own time capsule, and they're including one of those badges in it so that when someone finds it 100 years from now, they'll also find a goodie that's like 200-plus years old. Pretty neat. Pretty sick. Mm Mm-hmm. Also sick is this murder story that's making the... M5M circuits? Yeah. Yeah, there's a 33-year-old mother of three. I do like those numbers, right? And uh, her husband was found deceased. And she wrote a book for her children about grief. And it depicts an angelic father figure watching over his sons after passing away. Well, it seems as though the man died of a fentanyl overdose and the mainstream media is pointing fingers at the wife saying that she slipped five times the lethal dose of fentanyl into a moscow mule and gave it to him now i'm not in the courtroom and i really don't like the media playing headline games like this with court cases, you know? Cause yeah. I don't know all the evidence or lack thereof. Because as you read more and more into it, it sounds like <laughs> they s- have spent 14 months with no evidence to support this theory that she poisoned him. It just happens to be the headline. Oh, jeez. They have an unidentified informant who says that he sold her the fentanyl. Sources say. Yeah, sources say. Uh, but anyway, they also are talking about she may have previously laced a Valentine's Day sandwich with hydrocodone in an attempt to kill him. Probably just gave him a real good time. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. What doesn't kill you? Depends. So, or maybe just went to sleep. I don't know. But there's speculation that they had di- discussed divorce, had a lot of fights, and one of the biggest fights they were in the middle of, the hu- this husband and wife, was over a twenty thousand square foot, multi-million dollar mansion that she had purchased as an investment. Phew. Man, lifestyles of the rich and the famous—they're always complaining. Look, they look so good, but twenty thousand square feet is—you know—that's a residential home. That's hard for me to. fathom. That's a private residence, man. <laughs> it's a private residence. Um.
0: It would definitely have a few bowling alley lanes in it.
4: Yeah.
0: It was my 20,000.
4: But the latest update to this story is that she's requesting bail, and people just think that is shocking and outrageous. Uh oh. Because she might have killed her husband. Might have. And it's like the media circus and the public, uh, you know, pr- throwing stones and trying to push guilt yeah. on her. But we are innocent until proven guilty, yeah. and I haven't seen a lot of evidence, so there we go. Yeah. If she's not a flight risk, give her the bail, fuck. And my final story for the Lens tonight, it comes from Colombia. There was a Cessna flying over the Amazon jungle that had seven passengers, three adults and four children, ages 13, 9, 4, and 11 months. It's a little baby. And... Well, the Cessna experienced some engine failure and crashed on May 1st. When it crashed, it obviously fell off the radar. Um, So authorities were sent into the jungle to look for the plane, and they found it, and they found all three adults dead, all of their bodies, but the children were missing. So they had faith that all the children were alive out there somewhere in the Amazon jungle. I am happy to tell you that after 40 days and 150 soldiers flying in along with dogs on the search for these kids, they have all been found alive and well. They're now receiving medical care.
0: Damn.
4: Yes. Those are some badass children, my friend.
0: Yeah, 40 days. That's pretty impressive.
4: Yeah. With an 11 month old. Damn. So they had to, t- that 13 year old being the oldest. And a nine-year-old and a four-year-old and an 11-month-old. Like, they had to take care of this baby that whole time. Dang. It's crazy to think about.
0: No doubt. Wow, it's nuts. And with a mind boggler on the lanes there. Yeah. But uh, I guess it's fitting. My mind has been thoroughly boggled this week. I can tell you that. (laughs) Absolutely boggled. Oh, man. Feeling good, though. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out for another one. Been a great grand time. We are taking it easy and doing Father's Day stuff this weekend, so... No bowls with buds in the books. But you know you can catch us next Tuesday night at the same time. About around 9 p.m. Central. Right after DH Unplug wraps up on the Agenda stream. That's when you can find us. Right here in the bowl... Uh, Until then, you can count on me to be Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City.
4: And I will still be Dame DeLorean. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Until next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. That's a dumb
3: place to
5: keep balls. That's a that, that, that dumb, dumb, dumb place to keep
2: bowls. Bowlafterbowl.com Bowl after am telling you sick. What? What? I'm a supporter of human beings. What? Bing, 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 bing. Bin. Bin. Maybe he can play guitar by the firelight. You'd love it. You'd love it. You'd love
1: it. It feels so good. The further I got into it, the
2: more I liked it. <sighs> This is good. They're trying to fuck with us.
5: Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl.
4: Are another bowl in the books?
0: That's right, night night, no agenda.
4: See, the only thing I didn't say though, I kept trying to fit in, but then you're like moving on or giving me that look, like, oh, move along, was just that, like, I'm happy that you had an overwhelmingly awesome birthday because you deserve it.
0: (laughs) Well, thanks, and thanks for making it happen because, like, you really are the one that made it happen,
4: yeah. You started I wanted like you,
0: over a year ago making it happen.
4: Yeah, I know. I just really wanted you to have a fucking epic birthday party. And then, like, everyone came together and made that happen. And that makes me so overly happy. Like, I can croak tomorrow now, guys.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, well, thanks. You're too sweet.
4: So I guess I didn't get it on the record when I said it on the post,
0: Well, it's still, I feel like
4: I've already said it to you, too. still recording. Where I'm just like, oh, you deserved it. We'll keep it in. Okay.
0: Bonus content. You're welcome.